All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We're playing Wondering Second Edition tonight. Despite my protest, Stephen has joined us uh, again. Uh, I was outvoted three to one. Uh, really strange, uh, but yeah, we are we are back. We got a, a group of four now. The fellowship has grown, uh, and uh, we're in a bit of a predicament. We have a choice to make, and uh, none of them are good. None of the options are no. good. No, no, uh, absolutely not. No, it's terrible. But you guys did meet Marim Ben, uh, your ranger contact that you were sent up uh, to Mount Grom uh, to contact, to learn potentially more uh, about uh, about what's been going on up here. You, you, you talked to her for a little bit. There might be more to learn. Who knows? Uh, but uh, but yeah, we um, we learned a few things. Um, but before we get into a full on summary. Uh, why don't we introduce everyone's characters, those types of things. I'm also kind of curious how everyone's doing right now. So, like, who's who's miserable, who's weary, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, who's uh, who's getting tired, uh, who's, uh, you know, who, who who should I target is basically what I'm saying uh, when we get into, into some sort of combat. Uh, so we're going to start uh, with Floy, with our, our favorite dwarf. Yeah, Floy's the guy you should be targeting because... He's been taking wounds all day. He's got another one, like gash in the shoulder, made him weary. So even That's though true. hunting this Rotag guy, it's gonna put him probably even more wounded. Yeah, you uh, you because you had the really bad wound from the nameless thing, but that healed because we had that long kind of fellowship phase at the Nadil Homestead, and then you got another one. What happened? So so did we? I can't remember. Did we did we decide like what the injury looked like? The wound that you took. Yeah, it was like repeated shoulder slashes, so I got like a gash in my shoulder. Okay, all right. Yeah, right on. Uh, and how long do you have left on that one? Got two days on it. Yeah, I think the rolls were really favorable for everyone who mm-hmm. got wounded. I don't think anyone had anything over than like three or four days. So It was a one, two, three. And yeah, it was, yeah really... it was really low, so <laughs> that sucked. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's fine. Floyd was on death's door just a couple weeks back, so... Uh, it makes sense. How about uh, how are you doing on hope and shadow there, though, Floyd? Oh, my hope and shadow. I think my hope is really high. I really spend that so I don't go below threshold. You hoard yeah. your hope. He <laughs> hoards his hope so bad. It's crazy. Yeah. Right on. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you're nowhere close. Have you taken any? Has Floyd taken any shadow scars or anything? Yes, like we took one like early on in the first fellowship we did. I did the reset okay. to get one. Yeah. So we Floyd, were still sort of figuring stuff out. So, Floyd, who is your fellowship focus that could be benefiting from those hope points if you were to? Uh, oh, it's a it's a riddle. It's actually you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> knew the answer to that question before. We were talking about that it. before. Just, just pointing out that uh, yeah. I could. If you burned hope and actually supported Arineal in some of her endeavors, you could give be giving her two two dice. Uh, so that's, that's pretty great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope. I mean, I don't know if hope springs eternal. Uh, it certainly is hoarded eternally. Uh, so uh, with when it comes <laughs> to the just, metality, I just exactly. have to hold on to it. Yeah, is that it? You just, 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 yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, dwarves, I guess, hoard some things. Most of them, you know, gold and treasure. You hope so. There's that. Uh, okay, all right. But you're you're doing all right. Uh, your mithril came in handy, and uh, yeah. Uh, next, we've got your biographer. We've got Gilly. Tell us about Gilly, Ashley. Um, Gilly is our scholar. Um, she has a lovely journal that she's working on that might have some stories of Floyd that are very positive, but maybe kind of creepy if he read them. 
just because they're so Floy focused. But she's recently sort of breaking away from Floy and she's starting to write stories about Arrhenial and just like getting more professional about her writing. It's not so much a diary anymore. Um, especially because she saw that super handsome dwarf in in the darkness. So now her her eyes, her sights are set on on others. But um, and that 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 handsome dwarf vision looked nothing like Floy, right? It was like some no. other one. So maybe yeah. that maybe that dwarf exists somewhere in Middle Earth, and we've you've yet. To... I would be thrilled. Ooh, like the Fabio <laughs> of dwarves somewhere. <laughs> It'd be great. Or as Chat says, the Brad Pitt of dwarves. The Brad Pitt of dwarves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but um, right Gilly is miserable. Um, mm-hmm. I did spend hope, um, during healing. So, and I did take a shadow point because <laughs> Floyd is my focus and he got uh, injured. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, which is a shame. Uh, so you looked at yeah. him and like just that tiny bit of like, oh no, oh no. Um, Floyd's in the frit. No, that's oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Floyd. I don't I know. Don't, Floyd I... seems oblivious. Floyd's like, yeah. I don't care about any of these people. I just want treasure. Like that's. That's it. That's all he's Gilly doing. Gilly at first was like that girl in high school who has like a really just focused crush on someone. And then she finally sees someone else and she's just like, I'm over you. Goodbye. Wow. Floyd didn't even realize this, but you know. So while Gilly was seeing, uh, well, seeing a ridiculously attractive dwarves when she mm-hmm. was uh, deep in that uh, that boggy ruin, Arrhenial saw, uh, saw an elf. <laughs> Remember that the elf was just yes. like swimming in the dark water. Like, <laughs> what the hell was that vision? But it nonetheless yeah. happened. So tell it us did. about Aridial. Tell us about Aridial. Uh So Aridial is our uh, Ranger of the North champion. Um, she is no longer weary or miserable, but she is wounded. Um, I don't recall the specifics, but she was wounded for two days, um, and so she's got one day left on that wound. Um, so it wasn't five, too significant if it's only a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just two days. Uh, five hope four shadow. So, um, Ooh, it did, close. <laughs> I did sort of warn Gilly that I might not be particularly supportive of her because I will immediately be miserable if I do that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and how are you feeling about the new, uh, the new recruit? Because I mean, I should have asked that to Floyd and Gilly. Like, what's first impression? Don't worry, Stephen's. Uh, Stephen can't hear you. Uh, so, <laughs> so, what's everyone's first impression of Arabon so far? You can be honest. It, it takes a lot to hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. Who was that? <laughs> um, I think initially, really just um, someone that we needed to help, and I think kind of time will tell in terms of kind of usefulness as our adventure continues. He's on probation. Gotcha. Okay. It's a probationary. <laughs> it's kind of how you felt about you all. You know, like, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I know Gilly was the first. Gilly was one that helped you escape, too, I think. So, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah, probably has had the most interaction with you. I'm like, but I do think Arrhenial's discussions with Erebon sort of assumed that, like, well, clearly you're going to join us. And he was kind of like, I mean, chill a little. I'll think about it. <laughs> I'm scared of commitment. So... <laughs> Yeah, an elf who can live for hundreds and, uh, well, I mean, basically forever, right? Uh, definitely scared of commitment because commitment, a lifelong commitment, that's saying yeah, something yeah. with an elf, like a human, eh, whatever, you know, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, so let's let's 
kick over to, to Erebon. Tell us about Erebon, Stephen. Erebon is a warden. He is a child of Eru, uh, one of the elves of Linden. Uh, his name translates to Lonely Boy because that's what he is. Uh, and you guys, uh, yeah, he, he's got a long brown hair, wears a very nice cloak. He has a spear that he covets uh, greatly, takes good care of. Uh, but otherwise, you haven't really got to know too much more about him yet. So we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. And he got very upset at the end of the last episode. Yeah, uh, yep. he, he's a emo elf. Yep. He, yes, he I was going to say mood swings. He made an emo boy. Yeah. What was it that <laughs> What was it that uh, that triggered Erebon's departure from the uh, from the conversation with Marim Ben? Well, there were two things. Uh, one, uh, she was criticizing uh, the people who saved me for things that she basically did herself Mm -hmm. uh she was upset that the uh fellowship here did not do enough to help meanwhile she said that she watched me be captured and uh well at least being held hostage uh, held Mm -hmm. prisoner uh and did nothing about it so that was kind of hypocritical that upset him a a little bit uh and then uh there was a little bit of talk about the battle of fornost and Mm -hmm. uh that kind of made me clam up even more fair enough fair enough and uh, I definitely remember because she was just like, you're an elf. Couldn't you have just not gotten captured? And I assumed you were going to be able to get out at any point you wanted. I didn't realize you were in distress. So, yeah. I am an elf, but I'm also easily captured. Yeah, it was sort of one of those like backhanded, not yep. even really a compliment, but sort of a backhanded compliment. Oh, I figured you wanted to be there and could get out anytime you wanted. Um, I am a okay. slave to the GM's whim. What? What? <laughs> we talked about it ahead of time. Shut up. All right, uh, but yeah, I really it's I didn't good. realize how close that fight was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot better. I assumed I assumed Iridial would follow the uh, the elk that I showed her because that was sort of like I figured like oh she'll get it like she'll get it she'll get the elk thing because we've seen it a couple times now and like she'll follow it and she's like ah yeah it's not too interesting and I was like oh you guys gotta like ambush them while they were sleeping at night and then you waited until morning I'm like well it's gonna be a lot harder now uh, whoopsie <laughs> oopsies. Like I accidentally, uh, I accidentally wiped the party to introduce the fourth member of the party. Who, who would have thought that would be an issue? Uh, okay. Uh, all right, let's get started. So, yeah. So, well, yeah, about that elk. So, a large, long story is that like you guys are up here in the north uh, because you're trying to figure out what's going on. There's been a lot of a lot of these different rumors and stories about you know activity uh, up here to the north in Angmar and in, in the hills of Rudauer whether it's these evil hill folk that are collecting like artifacts of power that are kind of attacking some folks in the Breelands, or it's the war band of Rotag, some, uh, some sort of, uh, a wandering, uh, wandering group of orcs and goblins and trolls possibly that are, uh, that they were kind of moving on through and attacked, uh, and attacked, uh, Coom at one point, or whether it's these rumors that the, that the kind of the fortress of Karndum, which has been in ruins for over a thousand years, uh, the lights are, are have been seen in it. At least that's what Marim Ben had said. That's how. That's why you all are kind of up this way, uh, Erebor, notwithstanding he has his own reasons, uh, which we might learn at some point. Um, but you all, uh, so the the original three, you you kind of traveled up here, and uh, after a kind of. Um, Kind of a rough fight with some wargs. You were recuperating, and then through the night, Arineal saw this this image, uh, this like not necessarily an image, an actual elk, just sort of staring 
And eventually you kind of followed where that elk went and it seemed to lead you to this, this hill folk uh, party, this camp that was just breaking down in the morning and you saw this, this elvish prisoner. Uh, and through a very tight and very careful fight, uh, which a couple of you got wounded, you were able to free Arabon. Arabon joined the group at least partially uh, as, as thanks for, for freeing him. Uh, later, while you all were recuperating from the wounds that you received during that fight, uh, a woman appeared in the middle of your uh, of your camp, and she was like almost like she was using your cooking fire. That she had somehow bypassed whatever uh, whatever scouts or or wards you might have set to see uh, to see who might be coming. And there she was, uh, and she was a surprisingly sort of brutal and ragged ranger. Uh, it looks like she uh, was suffering, you know, both from being out here on her own for a while, but she also kind of carried with her this vengeance, this anger to her. Uh, she did, however, bring you to her hideout, especially when you showed the uh, the necklace of her daughter, uh, which I don't think you all knew until you got here that that was her daughter. Uh, you knew that it was Talendale's daughter. You, um, you had a little conversation with her and you were able to kind of get some basic information uh, about things that are going around, around around here. She did obviously give you some some backstory of herself about her daughter Mayoneth and how she was killed by uh, by trolls and now uh, Marimbem has kind of sworn this sort of oath of vengeance uh, like overtaken almost by a curse like the the shadow kind of uh, kind of sneaking into her uh, trying to kind of pull her apart as she's literally trying to kill every troll imaginable. Uh, what do you all remember from your conversation with Marimbem? I'm curious. See, see who took good notes. I probably know what you're looking for, but I remember Floyd making friends with her because he's like, I have an ear of a troll. Look what I have. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he did win some brownie points with her for that. That's fair. Yeah. And then there was also the discussion of the pearl. Mm-hmm. That's right. Something Erebon was able to identify. Right. Uh, uh, I did not actually get a chance to talk with Gilly about that yet, though. Yeah, uh, he yeah. knows that. We don't know that. Yeah, Gilly yeah. doesn't necessarily know, but we, as like the stream, kind of know that yeah. it has ties uh, uh, to Celebrion, who is um, uh, who is the the wife of Elrond, Lady of Rivendell, Lady of Rivendell uh, who has uh, for a couple hundred years now been gone and had left for the Undying Lands. Very tragic, tragic story there. Um, okay, uh, any other uh, bits of information that you recall? Uh, I have drakes and snow trolls. Yes, um, you heard well. you yeah. heard that some creatures have been coming down from the northern waste. Uh creatures that haven't really made it onto the southern side of the mountains of Angmar in quite some time, including a cold drake, uh, which is quite similar to a uh, to a dragon. Uh, and uh clans of snow trolls ha- have come down as well. Uh, at least that's that's what your uh your ranger contact has said. Any other things that we remember? It's just not from the north that Angmar pulls its forces. Uh, Rotag's band uh, is not the first adver- uh, adversary she's seen come up from the south, the hill folk. Um, she's yep. seen them travel across the dreary lands. Um, and then also there's some structure to the west that's not within her normal stretch of ranging lands that seems mm-hmm. to be moving. Um, in terms of prisoners, she doesn't normally see them capturing people. The right. I think you're reading your notes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, like so yeah, she's not entirely sure exactly where uh, like the stronghold of the hill folk are, but she knows it's to the west and it's beyond her normal kind of range radius mm-hmm. around Mount Grom and in the Edmores and such. Okay, 
Um, sure. And she did actually see Rotag at some point in the war band. And, but she knows that they kind of went over the, over the mountains there, over Mount Grom, over the Etmores and kind of left, uh, doesn't know exactly where they went from there. Uh, so was tr- Rotag was a troll. Yes. Was that's, a troll named that's the yeah. big one. I wasn't going to give it to you if you guys forgot. That nope. was a big reveal that it wasn't an Olag High. An Olag High. Yeah, it's yeah. not a troll folk. It's some sort of new or special breed of troll that actually has only been seen probably over the last 10 years or so. So it's uh, something new. And then they don't, the biggest thing is that they don't seem to have any, um, they're not really affected by sunlight. And so, and they're, and they're sometimes confused. Uh, they could they could easily be, to like the un, uninitiated could be, can easily be confused for like a very large, large orc. Uh, and that's what she claimed it was. Um, let's go ahead and pick up. Uh, we'll say, yeah, let's pick up shortly thereafter. We're still around. Uh, we're still around Marin Bem's home, her little hideout here, which is filled with traps and strange trophies, like kind of brutal trophies here. The trophies that are on the wall seem to be a mix of what looks like some kind of memory, you know, some like memories of her daughter, whether it's, you know, stuff that might have been her daughter's or maybe sketches of her daughter or something like that but also these brutal like trophies that she seems to take from the kills of the trolls that she has around here uh Erebon has just stepped out uh, just a few moments ago you told me there um, were plenty of traps to watch out for yeah I mean we haven't even discovered the fact that Erebon's dead uh impaled yeah. by yeah. a <laughs> massive bullet. technically I died in session one well Did Erebon right session up. one yeah Everyone's in a wraith. Um, what's everyone doing? You're still around? I mean, it doesn't have to be immediately five minutes later, but we're, we're still in the area. What do you guys want to do? Um, does Maribem have like a like a tanning rack? Uh, you do see that she does have some some tools and things like that for for just such an occasion, sure. Um, I think since we've kind of come to terms with the fact that we're going to be traveling for a while, um, Gilly will take like the hide that she's been carrying because it's pretty gross uh, and just be like, um, since we will be traveling more, I, I won't have time to properly cure this. I was wondering if you could use another pelt. She looks at those and kind of the crude cuts here and there. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think the crafting role was great. If I recall correctly, we got uh, one success. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like some great success. Like they're, they'll, they're, they'll passable, but they're not impressive. And she'll kind of look at them, raise an eyebrow. And then she'll point you over to like a, a corner of her, of her cave. And she'll say, Let, go ahead, little one have at it. Oh, it's okay. So, um, Gilly will attempt. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, what are Floyd and Arineal doing? We know that Erebon's uh, kind of left the, the cave. Um, we know that uh, Gilly is working on some sort of task with her, her pelts, and we know that Marimim is still here, and you can see that she lights up what looks like some kind of um, pipe and starts smoking. I don't want to assume you'll let us stay for a couple days, but my wounds aren't healed. She sort of looks at you, continues to raise that eye even further now, as she kind of looks down. And she says, 
She looks closer, like down at Floy at this point, her head kind of cocking now. And you see she picks up like one of the like a like a one of the pieces of wood she has that's kind of stirring the fire and kind of holds it kind of closer to your face to get a better look at you. And she says, I've seen you, dwarf. I don't know where that voice came from. I've seen you, dwarf. What do you no, mean? I don't think you'll be staying here. I've seen what follows in your wake. Doom. Shadow. My dreams have been filled with the face that you now see before. He, she kind of looks over to Arvinio. Have you not seen it? Have you not felt it with this one? I have seen him be quite brave and stout in battle. That's quite ominous. Is insidious. Brave. Valorous though he might have been thus far. Where you go, the battles will be harder, fiercer. And I can see his heart will break. He will lead you all to ruin. I've seen it. You can see, like, her face is, like, just this utter certainty to it. Like, there's a little bit of paleness to it. She looks very dark. Her eyes are, you know, are kind of sunken rings beneath as if she hasn't slept much. But she, she, you can see it just kind of overtakes her at this point now that she's gotten a really good look at him. Then I <laughs> believe you might be opposed to what I'm about to propose. But we're about to hunt Rotog after my injury zeal. And what, if you, what you're saying is he's a troll, I don't know if you'd like to join us in taking him now. So that you can take me to my end as you will take your companions. Greedy, cruel. I will not follow this one. No, I have more work to be done before my heart ceases to beat. I will not let this harbinger the end cut my work short and she looks over at towards a renewal and you heed me heed my words this one leads you to ruin you have strength in you i've seen i've seen it from afar i can sense it I could teach you, show you bits of the trade that you have not yet learned. If you stay here and not follow this one, I tell you true in my heart. The shadow follows him. You feel like this cold wind just sort of sort of whoosh in as she speaks and like the flames kind of flicker and then they kind of dim everything grows dark really quickly and just seems to sort of swell around Floy and then whoosh, recedes Reniel was sort of stand up a little bit taller when um, Maribin is saying that she like sees something in her um, 
But then she, you know, kind of when that gust comes through, she'll sort of loosen her stance a little bit and just say, I... If circumstances were different, there might be time for training, but now does not seem the time for diversions such as that. I will heed your warning and be mindful where we step. But I think, if not us, who? And we've made it this far already. Okay. She um, sort of nods solemnly at that point. Pity. And she'll kind of wander over towards Gilly at that point and kind of oversee and just look at what you're doing, give you a hand or point something out and every now and then she'll look back over her shoulder at Floyd and you can tell that she's she's genuinely disturbed about him for some reason Erebon what are you doing outside uh I I would be uh moping pretty much <laughs> okay can you roll a moping <laughs> check yeah yeah uh I, okay. I'm probably uh kicking some pebbles you know uh okay. I, I wouldn't go too far. I'd be just like just outside the mouth of the cave, just a little bit distant, uh, just getting some fresh air. Okay. Um, you do hear in the distance the sounds of like kind of wargs and wolves kind of howling uh, off to the south a bit, you think? To the southeast, you, you don't see anything. Uh, it's definitely the day is, is certainly waning a bit and... Um, you can can feel what little sunlight that was remaining is, is now almost gone entirely. Uh, travel in the darkness might be, be somewhat dangerous, so you might be stuck here. Um, meanwhile, back inside, uh, Floy, Arrhenial, um what do you do? Arrhenial would sort of turn to Floy. Um, and just say, I, she genuinely believes that ills will befall our task. Under what, what knowledge? How does she know? This lady, she's obsessed with trolls. I offer to go hunting and she says no. Makes no sense. She does seem of a single mind with her focus, but she genuinely has reservations about you. I hope she's wrong. We have well, I'll prove her wrong. steps over, attacks her from behind. <laughs> <laughs> so a little I, time I mean, passes, we'll say. Let's 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 shift a little bit. A little time will pass. Eventually everyone will will come back into the cave. Uh even Erebon, I assume. At some point, well at some point at Erebon, some point I'll come back in, yeah. And 
food will be kind of cooking on some sort of fire inside this this crude metal pot some kind of stew you can see there's a hole in the the cave ceiling wafting out uh wafting out some of the smoke and i know floyd was interested in in trying to convince her to come with you so let's let's dig into that a little bit more let's 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 engage in a council let's bust those rules out so if you want to do a council, uh, first of all, what is it you all like? Is 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 your only goal here to try to convince her to come with you? Um, or, or there, at least like something escort us down the mountain. Okay. All right. Are there any anything I else? I agree with that. Okay. So everyone's kind of on board with just either, like, I ideally she'll come with you for the whole journey, uh, but. Otherwise, it'll be more of um, like at least come partially, right? At least come, at least yeah. escort escort you us somewhere. out of the areas that she's familiar with. All right, so that sounds like I'm gonna say that's that's not an outrageous request. That's I think overstating it, but we'll make it a bold request. So I'm gonna put the resistance at six. Um, then. Just kind of going back through the rules, so we're doing that. Uh, I think the introduction—you kind of met each other already. Um, you've, you, I'll let, I'll let as you're eating. If somebody wants to potentially reintroduce the topic of maybe her aiding you all more directly, uh, we can say somebody could attempt to, to make an introduction role. Uh, who? Yeah. How about to... I follow up on that like initial showing of that troll piece? And then even tell the story of how we already encountered a troll here. Like, we're not a burden here to you, or we wouldn't okay. be a burden to you. Uh, does it all sound okay to you? Because you're trying yeah, to show right. that. All right. Now, here's the thing. Flo, you're going to get a minus one penalty die um, for reasons. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, and again, before you roll, because we yeah, always yeah. forget looking, this in the early days. I'm going to spend the early... hope here, guys. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the crowd of Hell yeah. my troll slug days. Okay. So this is, this, one so this is the introduction. Or, this is setting time limit, basically. That's inspired. Okay. All right. So roll. Let me know how you do. Uh... Oh, it should be. Don't forget, you should have had the one penalty die. That yeah, I forgot to take that off. Let me reroll. Okay. All right, sounds good. Yeah, we are going to be playing some Traveler soon-ish. We're just kind of waiting for oh, I forgot to put my whole schedule. Day. I think I'm trolling. <laughs> All right, you're trolling. She stabbed me right through. <laughs> right. It was you uh, the whole go. time. Inspired hope with one penalty. Okay. There we go. Success. Right. Okay. Nice. So, so your goal. So the resistance is six, and your time limit is six. So you have six chances to get six successes. Okay. All right. So we've set that, and so now, um, I'm going to put her. Uh, I'm going to put her at open. So like you basically. So the next step is like, what's her, what's her, her status between open, reluctant, and friendly? I, she's not friendly, but I don't think she's also reluctant. I think at the same time, she's she's open. Um, the penalty for for Floyd comes in a different suggestions in a different way, so I'm not going to 
I'm not going to double that up. So no extra modifier from that. All right, so uh, Stephen, you haven't done one of these before. So a council, basically what it means is that you're trying, you're doing like this more complex social encounter where you're trying to, like a skill challenge, get to a certain number of successes uh, right. before the time limit runs out. There's no specific like order. Anyone can pop in when they when they want to do it. We try to and like you're welcome not to engage if you don't want to, but we try to get everyone in. Yeah, um, uh, not trying to hinder the rest of the party, but Erebon himself would not be very keen on her traveling more with us, so okay. he wouldn't really be trying to mess you guys up, but he wouldn't be really okay. throwing his two cents to convince her either. So Erebon will just kind of remain kind of silent and brooding in the corner uh, once more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, Stan. Lee got a couple extra extra bits there. All right, so the rest of you then. So Floyd, Gilly, Arineal, who wants to take the first crack here at trying to convince her? So let's see. Um... Can, by the way, she's sitting the opposite side of the fire from Floyd ripping apart bits of meat and she's uh, kind of staring over top as it looks like we're getting some packet loss issues once more <sighs> I think we're back alright so what would you do uh I am thinking and Gilly if you think of something first you can jump in I'm trying to convince her that you know we're going somewhere we've never traveled before, so having her assistant out is going to be necessary. Okay. I mean it sounds like a persuade thing, I think. Uh thanks to old Twitch. Appreciate it. It's more. Have her pass down some ranger ways to the dollars you never had. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Be like, I might not be able to stay with you this whole time, but if you could at least train me for this moment. I like that. I like that. And Harton? Okay, you can do that, but I'm going to warn you that if you fail on that, on if you're trying to basically play the daughter card, if you fail... This will end like this will oh, end not be that direct. I'll just yeah, yeah, just not necessarily okay. that, but I think kind of what what Ashley was saying that like she did say that she could train me, so this would be a way that like while she comes with us for a bit, we could do some training while we're traveling, and okay. so then we would get the assistance, and then she would be leaving us in a better place to be successful. And uh, that's in Hart and How. Because it's it's about raising spirits and stuff like that. So I don't don't know if that's yeah. It still seems like persuade to me. All right, I'm gonna spend a fellowship. Fortunately, Stanley and Tool to Twitch just gave you some support from the audience, so you can use. I'm gonna take uh, one of those. So it's gonna be feet and a plus one. Oh well. Oh no, no, that's bad. Okay. Uh, so, so as you, you talk a bit about like how, like she would be helpful and kind of what teaching you or just like kind of being like her, her, pre- so what, what exactly do you say to her? So you said that, you know, you could train me and I, I agree that I could use some training, but we, we just don't have time to stay here for training. But if you were to 
come with us while we travel, we could do some training. And so then we would have the extra assistance and could pass down that information to me as we go. She'll just sort of, she'll kind of nod, listening to you the whole time, chewing, but you can tell that she doesn't seem to be swayed. She takes like a big gulp of like whatever she was chewing and kind of spits a a small bone out. Um, And then she says, kind of clearing her throat, she says, there are still trolls on these mountains that need killing. And until they are, until they are all taken out, my, my purpose is here. And don't think that killing these trolls here isn't going to benefit people later. They do wander, after all. If we take them out here, they can't wander elsewhere to harm those to the south. You act as though the very, very things I've been doing here are somehow not helpful to the overall fight against the Chateau. You act like I am some hermit hiding away in a cabin within a forest, not trying to harm the growing enemy in the darkness. I fight him every day here, and in the grand tally, I believe what I do here helps many. All right, who's next? Um... Gilly. Uh, so, Gilly just <laughs> kind of wants to do. She she wants to get to know her better, and um, so she's gonna kind of like she's been crafting with her like next to her while she's been cleaning the pelts or whatever, and Gilly will like put her tools down and turn towards her and be like I can I can see that that your daughter's death weighs heavy on you could you tell us more about her okay what do you want to roll um that one's uh, not going to result in in any sort of terrible disaster here just asking about her is fine yeah trying to be um, her is a totally different thing would you say in Harden or Insight? Uh, I think Insight makes sense. Yeah, you're trying to get you're trying to get to know her more. Insight's yeah. I think the best one of those. Cool. Can I get a dice, Melissa? Of course. That is a great success, Jeff. Okay. All right. So that'll be two successes towards the overall goal. All right. So when you ask about her. Uh, about her daughter, about Mayaneth, she says that she was a headstrong young girl, but she was a joy in the world. Talendil and I never wanted children to be a ranger is a solitude life. But we found each other and love, I suppose, grew. She would, from a very young age, she could 
pick an apple from a hundred paces with a bow. Keen-eyed, you might call her. Strong in the fingers. I remember when she would first start practicing, she would not get calloused in her hands. She would be there until the sun went down in the evening and she'd come in. Her fingers would be bleeding, blistered, but she would never cry. No tears. <laughs> Proud she was, in fact, telling us a story about how finally she hit her mark. Perhaps we should have tamped down some of that spirit. Maybe. Maybe that would have saved her. Maybe she would have not felt she needed to prove herself. Hmm. And so you see she just kind of trails off, but you, you even saw little bits of smiles start popping up from time to time like in the story, but like sad smiles, kind of distant. All right. Um, it's basically four and four. So four more tries, need four more successes. Um, I think Erebon would uh, pipe up there uh, when she he sees the sad smile uh, and he's going to start softly singing an Elvish uh, song. Uh, I, I don't know if she speaks Elvish or not. He, he's not necessarily trying to convince her. Uh, but that just reminded him of a song. So uh, we'll try that if that's all right. We roll song. Yeah. Uh, and before you roll, there are things you could tap into if you wanted them. So we have like the audience pool that people have been donating. We've got fellowship points. Uh, actually, I don't actually, think I'm no, going to pull from those right now. I, I think I'm just going to go straight song because he's really not hope. trying right. to. You can also have your own hope points too. So if you think one of your distinctive. Definitely not going to use those. I'm going to hoard those okay. like a dwarf. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's classically known that dwarves hoard all their hope. All right. Go for it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's singing. Uh, I can't sing myself, yes. uh, but I can it's read success. a poem. Amman, Darthan, Alinan, Nugalad, Hen, Fireb, which means, why do I linger and sing under this fading light? Um, she'll, she'll look over at you and um, like that sad smile will kind of still be lingering. And she'll say in Elvish to you, she'll just say like, 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 well-spoken elf. And that's all she'll say. And then kind of go back. And clearly she does speak elvish. Uh, and I, I won't respond or anything. I'll just, uh, you know, yeah. softly retreat back into my brooding. Yeah, you just, uh, a brooding soul sees a brooding soul. And that, it just yeah, sort of tapped yeah. in, it worked. Uh, I don't okay. like her, but I can I can understand her. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's been through some stuff. Uh, okay, so two, uh, you got three turns left, two resistance left uh, to complete the task. Who's next? She's just sort of, after Erebon finishes his song, like, just, just sort of sad quietness fills the air, and everyone just kind of goes back, and you hear people, it's like so quiet, you hear the flickering of the fire, you can hear the crunching of people as they chew. What is it you all do next? Uh, remind me, we're taking her out down south. 
No, you're trying to. So you guys are tracking Rotec. I was that was right, I think right, what you guys yeah, decided yeah. you wanted to do, and um, you're asking for her help. And they and you know that they went north, like north and east, possibly or north and west. You're not sure yet if they've gone towards Kandum, uh or if they've gone towards Mount Gundabad. That's like two theories she had, but she didn't follow them like over Mount Grom. She just knows that they were here. Uh, you know that I think she said she saw them like kind of draft a couple cave trolls into their into their pack and also that there's plenty of goblins within the caves and such of Mount Garam that they might have you know kind of padded some of their warband with and then kind of disappeared to the other side so you're tracking him down and he's, you're trying to see if she'll she'll come along so the path we take is certainly full of trolls if you say you take them out for the better for what they could cause it could be Taking two birds with one stone. To persuade, okay. I guess. That's all I got. Persuade, I think. Uh, now, you have a minus one to this, uh, Floy. Oh, this is brutal. Minus one die. But don't forget, there's other other things. If there's if, if you want to tap into the audience uh, audience portion. Two trolls, one stone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to tap into the audience with this? Yeah, and remember, you can here, you can burn five audience die for a favored roll. How many do we have? We have exactly five left. Oh, uh, look I'll, at that. It's faded. Errol no. <laughs> Luvatar is looking down on you right now. I'll do one and do a fellowship. Let's burn the fellowship instead. Well, the fellowship, by the way, because uh, we were clarifying, fellowship is for combat rolls. Oh, really? It's a Balin, yeah. yeah, it's Balin. Oh, Balin's okay. specific fellowship ability is for combat rolls. I see. So you want you're gonna burn those five? You do still have hope as well, so you could spend a hope. You burn, no, you can spend those five. Hope. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or you All can right. just use one of the die to count, cancel out the one you lose. Yeah, and you just roll exactly you roll like a flat. I'll just roll straight. I'll just do the one okay. cancel. All right, here we go. It's gonna be close. Right. For a really low chance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. It's two and two then. Okay. So, Arineal... Well, first she'll react and she'll say, she'll say, there might be trolls where you're going, but there's no shortage of them here. And if I stay here and take a dozen two out before I finally succumb, I do so with an open heart and open mind and... I'll not be taken under by the wave of darkness that you carry. And she kind of spits on the ground. Not necessarily at you, but you can tell there's like this strange venom. One has dreams such as I. You do not ignore them, dwarf. Go ahead, Arunio. Okay, so I'm going to say words that I hope are actually true because I don't know this as a person to be true, but this oh, is great. the tactic that I'm going Can't with. Wait. <laughs> um, so, um, Renil is going to say, if you're if you're hunting a pack of things or something that has a leader, there is a benefit to taking out the leader, and that causes confusion and disarray among those that were looking up to that alpha. So coming with us to chase Rotag would mean taking out the alpha. Okay. 
I think that's hunting. That's what I was aiming for. It's hunting? You hunting really want to roll hunting knowledge. on this? I do. <laughs> I'm trying to look for something. All right, all right. Go ahead. You, you, you can take it. That's fine. I think it makes sense. Like, you really leaned into the hunt word over and over again there. <laughs> yes. That I did. I'm pulling He's hunting for a good roll. Steven, she had this hilarious... It worked so great. The first council we ever did, very first episode, she, like... Is she like appealed to a dog or something? Like one yeah. of the dude's pet dogs. It was so good. And now ever since then, she's like, how can I get hunting into this again? <laughs> <laughs> All Go right, ahead. so I've oh, got, it's, uh, it's already favored for me. And then I'm grabbing one of the uh, audience donations. Let's roll better than last time. 16 success. Okay. Uh, now it's down to one and one as that's one success. That's one more turn. There's one turn left. And she says, there's truth to what you say. Trolls are a strange breed. They don't. Mm. Many of them are in solitude. They don't unite the way orcs do. But yes, these Olaghai seem to have some special sort of darkness to them what you say might be true perhaps that's the best way to take the war band down fighting the hundreds that he probably carries in his number will be impossible whether I come with you or not but taking out the one could cause the others to scatter and orcs that scatter are far easier to squash than those united under a single banner. I'll think on this. Last chance. Have to succeed on this. Um. <laughs> she hasn't worked her snowshoes into the persuasion. <laughs> Glasses. Do you still have your snowshoes, Dice? Just like it's, scrolled away? Too loud. You, can use them. you can use them as long as you don't like overuse it. Like there's a point where like you can overuse your useful item. Like if you're kind of banking it on it all the time or something like that. Like, but you can use it more than once. There's, Just it's a straight a up bribe. I will give you these if you come with us. I don't think she's going to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> she holds um, up they're the most has useful own. They're like, shoes you'll ever have. You should like the Nike swoosh. Like I already have these and they're way better. These are high quality Gilly, um, are you gonna you gonna try to clutch this? Yeah, I'm terrified. Yeah. So I want to do a courtesy roll. She will kill um, you guys if you fail. That's fair. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did say she would kill us if she didn't like what we said. Okay. Um. <laughs> so I want to do a courtesy roll. So Gilly will say something along the lines of, um. The work, I've, I appreciate the work that you've done here. We've encountered trolls and they're frightening and terrifying. And you're a, you're a strong person to, to deal with that day in and day out to take this task upon yourself. Um, you said that you could just, you've, our, my, my hiding of our camp wasn't the greatest. So if perhaps you could lend us your skill to at least get down the mountain okay. or something. So you're buttering her up, basically. That's what you're trying to do here. You're trying to, like, really but flatter her a bit. She's genuinely, like, honest about it. Like, no, no, she no, no, really no, believes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, she's she's not the nicest person in the world, but, like, she's extraordinarily capable. I mean, any of you would know. Like, she's living yeah. up here all by herself, and she's actively going into these caves and over this mountain and killing, like, tro- by herself. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone who can do that and survive is is quite uh, is, is, is quite capable. Um, okay. Uh, this is it. Last chance. Yeah. So um, burn whatever you got to burn for this. Can We've I? 3D6s. Yeah, I'm going to take one of them. Or more of them, if you think you might need it. It is favored, and I have three points. That sounds like cockiness there to me. What's no, the target No, it's number? not. Um, 16. Okay. Sure. okay. I'm not looking. One, I'm nervous. Two? Oh, no. Great oh, success, no. Jeff. <laughs> so after Arineal's, Arineal's speech, and then your... She said, she looks over at Floyd, kind of a sneer. So be it. I'll aid you for a time, at least. I will help you track down this Olaghai who leads these orcs. Once we take him out, I shall return to my perch here and continue my work. But I warn you, the days before all of you reach this place, I have seen this one. She nods towards Floy. Every night I close my eyes and dream I see a dwarf wrapped in shadow. I hear the whispers of some great evil. I see his face contort with anger and cruelty. All the worst things a dwarf can be, and I tell you now, he is cursed. Friend though he might be to you now, I swear to you, on the soul of my daughter. There is shadow wrapped in this one, and before long, it will extend from him and consume the rest of you. I shan't be here when that happens, but I will aid you. Talendil saw fit to call you ally. My husband does not extend friendship to many. Tomorrow we will leave. Thank you. And I'll leave you with the choice, young hobbit. Do we go over the mountain or do we go through? And she kind of gets up at that point. You can see she just like tips over whatever like water she was drinking. I must rest, and I suggest you all do the same. The journey will be hard no matter which route we take. Treacherous, even. Prepare your weapons, sharpen your blades, test your bowstrings. Tomorrow we hunt orc in troll. And she, like, turns away at that point, kind of goes off to her where she sleeps. Over or through? And she'll turn towards... Arenial and Floy, over or through? 
Over, the only over, way is through. Over or through. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I guess we're decided. Yeah. So you have to decide. Do you want to go over the mountain or do you want to go through the mountain? So through is like uh, caves and things or over would be over the mountain. Seeing as I've wandered this land a little bit uh, yeah. prior to this, would I know much about the territory, about whether it would be like yeah, wanna- what to expect either way? Yeah. Why don't we do a roll? See what you know. Um, what do you feel like rolling for this? Uh, I mean, you said it's because uh, you've been here. It's more about experience. We can do like an explore roll. We could do a lore roll. I think either of those. I would prefer sense. lore. Uh, yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. So with a success, uh, you would know that. Mount Gram, um, everything you've you've um, you've known has been like historically, it's been a place of like kind of orcish activity. Now, until recently, that activity has probably died down. But from what you've heard from this woman, like goblins and orcs and things like that, in the, in, in the, you know in the caves underneath Mount Gram, makes makes sense. The Etnmores, um, the kind of the the mountain mountains that kind of connect over to the singular peak are are like overwhelmingly like sort of troll dominated both stone trolls perhaps on like sort of the surface and in these small troll holes and these um these kind of shallow caves whereas like in the dark in the deep dark beneath like in those the deepest of caves likely there's cave trolls themselves that are kind of wandering about um it's late autumn and you can already see from the weather that like snow and sleet have been kicking up so if you go over uh if you try to take the higher pass uh, and try to go over these mountains then you are going to be pelted probably with some of the sleet cold winds chilling winds things like that and that could in itself be treacherous and dangerous um you only have you only have one success and so that's probably what you would know like there's no wrong decision right decision it's just sort of what would you rather you know, be faced with uh, going through the dark caves and potentially coming across colonies of goblins and orcs and possibly stray cave trolls or going over top facing the the cold winds and possibly like stone trolls and mountain trolls that might be um, that might be within some of the more shallow caves uh, around some of the ledges and ridges and things like that. In my history exploring the Etnmars, I have not delved deep under the mountain, but that is because there could be great dangers. Trolls are sensitive to the light, and we would be going where they dwell. I'm not opposed to this route, but I think we should be aware. It makes sense if we go over. Less encounter. Save our strength for the big head. To be fair, there could still be trolls above the mountain as well. However, they well this new breed apparently is not as sensitive to light as trolls usually are but there's a chance that there will be less encounters with trolls above the mountain how much more perilous would it be for above the mountain it's it's cold out there You're not wrong. The ice is biting. The wind can feel like a knife cutting your skin. 
I hope you have a good cloak, little one. I mean, I was working on that extra one for some extra, but like the wind kind of blows right through me. I, I won't lie. Irenia will take out the snowshoes and hold them up and just say, I came prepared for an overmountain travel. <laughs> no and she'll kind of like, look at everyone no else shoes. and just see like no one else. Everyone's <laughs> just kind of cocks his head and like, okay, this, this is where we're going with that. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys go ahead do your long rest uh, for the night. And in the morning, are you guys going over? Is that what is that what you decided? You're going over? Yeah, we're going um, over. When we rest, I would like to spend two fellowship to get two hope back. Okay. If everybody's cool that. with that. Gilly's yeah. stealing hope, uh, fellowship from you. I would like to not be miserable before we start. Fair enough. You will be miserable be after. I can guarantee you. Yeah. But at least I might be able to help a little bit if I'm not. You okay. Know? Yeah. Right. I wouldn't mind taking one so that I could actually spend one and not be Go miserable. So where, where, where does that put I us think at? you guys have a total Ashley? of six fellowship points between... We were at six, so I yeah. spent two, so we're at four. So if you spend one, we'll be at three. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then does that mean that I am no longer wounded? Because I had uh, one more day. If it's been one day, yes. I think okay. Floy should still be wounded for probably one, one more, more day. day. Yeah, one more day. Yeah. And I think everyone else is okay uh, yep. at this point. So Floy's still, still got that one wound. Okay. Morning comes... Um, you can see that Marimben has already been up. Uh, she's kind of broken her fast, and she's outside. And what will we do with your ponies? Yeah. What do you guys want to do with Beaten Root? Oh. Kill them now. Cut them no. up. Take the meat. What? No. You said you needed a better cloak, right? You don't want to be cold. That's a good point right there. I have the work skins. That's what I was cleaning yesterday. This would be warmer, to be fair. This is no place um, for these creatures. We could take them with us, but there's no certainty that they would be able to come back down. We are, if we are going above the mountain, there are climbs of, of great heights, sheer cliffs. Rock slides, cold winds. Can leave them here, but I'm sure they would attract all manner of things. Oh. Better cut their throats now. No, I, I don't. I don't believe we'll be doing that. No. There's a mercy. Through through the mountain, would would they be able to come with us that way? They can come with us whatever way you want, but know that. Know that your law master really enjoys killing these creatures. <laughs> you Perhaps can bring them with we you. should just set them free and they will find their way home. <laughs> I love Beat and Root. Root's a little dumb. I don't I don't believe she'd be able to find her way back home. If we set her free, she's probably going to immediately get beaten by a troll. Then and like, bring her with us, little one. Oh, my God. I'm sorry <laughs> I mentioned it. 
<laughs> and Gilly's just petting her. Don't listen to them. It's okay. Okay. You're the one who just called it dumb. <laughs> hey, she would get lost. I am also a little dumb with directions in real life. You try and tell me to go east or west? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so you guys are gonna you guys are gonna go ahead and we're going oh we're going over and we're taking them. Looks are we like going it. under? Are we, are okay, we going we're, over? We're going over. Okay, it appears the little over. one is attached to the beast. Nice. That uh, is there a surgical option to detach them? It does not appear to be so. If we're going over, though, like realistically, what could we do with the horses? We we really do just let them go. Uh, I mean, it's up well, to you. no. When I mean, they freeze, guys... we could use them as a sled on the other side. <laughs> Oh, you, you thought they you thought they stunk <laughs> on the outside. I think maybe maybe it, Steven well, gets that reference, but I don't think anyone else does. I get the, it for sure. It's the, the sadness of this group. The problem. <laughs> they don't get my reference. The problem <laughs> the is that if if we take them with us, and then we find a place in which they can't continue, they would have a very unsafe journey trying to find their way somewhere safe where if we let them go now they're closer to safe places this may be a dangerous place but we would be taking them deeper into the danger <laughs> I like the way Australia thinks uh, okay are we taking them I really don't want this to turn into like a 20 minute conversation. <laughs> Are we taking them or not? Just a simple question. You no, know, it's, it's, it's going to be a hassle. It okay. seems like it's up to Gilly. It's up to Floyd. Up the Floyd. Oh my God. Let them go. Lightning strikes and kills them both. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you're going to leave them here? Okay. Yeah. All right. So you leave them around her homestead to hope for the best. I'm going to write a note. Left ponies. Okay. You're going to take off the bridle and the saddle and everything. Like. All right. Just so be free. So uh, so going over Mount Garam is going to be a skill endeavor, which much like a uh, council will be a series of checks, etc. Um, you guys will all kind of contribute. Um, now, the resistance of doing this is, however, going to be daunting uh, as you're going over in late autumn, uh, nearly winter. Uh, this is going to be a resistance of nine. Uh, so in terms of time limit, which is the next step, we have to figure out if you have a short time, the time limit is equal to the resistance of the endeavor. Um, if you have enough time, the time limit is set to the value equal to the resistance score plus one. I'm going to say you, since you guys are literally chasing a war band that's already made this, this journey over top the mountain or through the mountain or however way they went short time. So it's going to be a resistance of nine time limit of nine, which means Oh, damn. This could be bad. Uh, now, I will say this, though, in terms of, like, how well you do, uh, there's different tiers. So, like, there's not going to be, like, a like there's a potential for a disaster, um, but the disaster isn't, like, you guys are going to die or everything. But there could be – I'll just let you know ahead of time that if, if you guys – meet with disaster on this skill endeavor uh they're gonna get to wherever they want to go wherever whether it's to karn doom or whether it's to mount gundabad whatever it is they're going if you guys meet with disaster they're gonna get there meaning they're gonna be so far out in front that you're not gonna be able to catch up with them um and then sort of passing but with woe of some kind 
you're going to be able to ke- perhaps catch up with them in a disadvantageous situation. Uh, and if you can succeed as skilled endeavor, it might gives you opportunity to continue to go. But we'll have like, we'll, we'll talk more about that, you know, but like, you're not going to like not be able to get over the mountain. It's just a question of does it delay you so far that you can, the next, the next sort of chase sequence uh, as we get over the mountain, you guys might be in a worse state. Got it. Um, Okay. How long will this take? Is this like a multi-day thing, or? Yeah. So this is going to be. We're going to abstract this over the course of a couple days. So like, don't think of this as all like happening in one day. But yeah, it's going to be a couple days worth of of time as you're kind of going over top. In some cases, through crevices, doing climbs. So um, this will. So take some... your last day of injury. Will yeah, because mechanically, down. I'll be like weary if I don't heal with this wound. Yeah. So like we'll that. say for like probably the first. We'll say for the first two rolls. Uh, we'll say Floyd, we'll, we'll, we'll call it like one day. And then after that, we'll call it like a next day. So okay. that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's sort of dive in then. Um, let's see what music do I want to do? I throw on a little, let's throw on a little, let's get a little wind action going. Cause there's going to be a lot of it and it's probably going to kill you guys. And then I'll put on that. Okay. So you guys begin to ascend. Um, now, the mountain itself, like you guys have been in the foothills. You have barely been, you have not been anywhere up any of the major ridges or the peaks and things like that. But you can see from a distance, like when you came up close, you know, sort of these very jagged rocks and ridges, some sheer cliff faces, things like that. And throughout the first, like, half day of travel, it's not horribly complicated. It's It's just a... You kind of almost catch back up to where you had been before. You kind of pass by the watchtower where you had left your uh, left your note, your signal for Marimbem. Uh and then you even kind of climb up next to this uh, that pass where you had encountered the stone trolls and just sort of hack through them. Marimbem perhaps even mentions something about them to you, and you're able to sort of retort that you were able to take one of them out. But eventually, as the day progresses, um, like this fairly thick fog just begins to just overtake the area to the point where, as you've you've ascended uh, up the basic foothill, foothills, uh, it becomes very very difficult for you to see anything at all. You just hear sort of like these distant muted sounds of of each other's footsteps. You can no longer kind of see the party at any point. Periodically, you'll hear Mar and them kind of call back and offer some kind of uh, some kind of like order or some kind of something to look out for um, so here it's about this time when someone's going to roll the first skill endeavor to try to help you kind of navigate through this this fog area and kind of in the early foothills so again you're going to go ahead and just give me a skill check whatever you want to do who who thinks they can kind of help the party through this this initial this initial challenge and because you convinced Marimbem to come with you, every one of the checks that you do will have a bonus die. Awesome. So I'm not scanner rolling them with Explorer. her, but she can help you. Go ahead, Floyd. Sorry. I've got Scanner Explorer. Explorer be awareness. Be awareness would be good for looking out, looking out for dangers. Explorer could be trying to find a potential path forward that might be away from this. Scan could look for something hidden amongst the fog. I'm weary, so I don't know if I want to be the one that rolls. Yeah, maybe wait a couple I think hours. I would like to use awareness just to make sure that the group stays together. 
yeah. if we're having trouble seeing each other, uh, I'd want to make sure we don't drift too far apart. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead and make the roll, uh, and then kind of we'll sort of narrate what that looks like after you if you make the roll. Okay. Good success. Nice. So that will fire Yeah, it's doing great. So, so Arabon, how do you make sure that the group stays together? Like, what is it you do? Uh, well, I am keen-eyed, you know, being an elf. So mm-hmm. I would uh, be trying to see through the fog uh, for any sort of shadow or movement of the group. Uh, just trying to stay in the middle of the fellowship, just making sure that I can see two ahead and I turn around and see two behind, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, make sure that no one drifts too far apart. And if they do, I, I call for people to slow down. And, you know, we play Marco Polo a little bit. Uh, making sure we're all aware of where we are. Softly, of course. Not trying to call too much attention to each other. Okay. So you create this kind of call-response system. You look for shadows here and there. And, and through that, you're able to constantly kind of keep, uh, keep in contact with everyone until you manage to find this sort of this sort of nook and cranny between these two sort of jagged break-off peaks at the base of this mountain. And you follow that for a bit. Um, eventually, you, you, you find yourselves kind of going up what looks like a fairly steep slope and you journey up here for a not insignificant amount of time uh like the trail end of some of the fog seems to sort of rush in after you but because you're continuing to go higher and higher you eventually leave it behind when you look back you can see these little tendrils of of fog just sort of whipping around uh here and there almost as if the fog itself has some kind of life to it but such thoughts are strange and likely untrue. As the, as the what little sun is available, and there's very little here, begins to set to the west after your sort of first day's travel. Like Marimbin is kind of pushing you forward. Like it's important to get further and further. And up ahead, there might be a better place to camp for the night. You come across this sort of jagged crevice that breaks through the path going forward as if at some point recently, there has been some kind of crack in the ice, some sort of split in the rock and the sludge itself. And you can see that the bottom of this crevice dips extraordinarily far down and it's shrouded in darkness. But unfortunately, it doesn't like the path that you were kind of taking that Marambin was kind of leading you on was supposed to kind of cross over here. And you can see that she looks down with consternation. And she probably even says that this, this crevice is new. Something has broken the earth. Should we try to backtrack now? We would add a day, if not more, to our journey. We need to find a way across. And you have quite literally in front of you this like long, dark like crevice in front of you, and you have to try to reach to the other side. Who would like to try? The, how wide is the crevice? Uh, you would probably put it. At, I mean, it's it's not that thick, so maybe it's like a like a ten foot at most, like uh, like at the at sort of the the, the most narrow por- portion. Um, and how long are those snowshoes? <laughs> Forty-seven feet long. <laughs> they are useful. Come with right? fifty foot of rope each. Right. Rollo. <laughs> That's good. I uh, okay. Y- you you weren't with us yet, but I've had to make some jumps um, when we were down in the bog and across the 
the ruins there. I think I can... If you can attach some rope behind me, I think I can... span this and find a safe passage for all of us. You wish to make a ten-foot jump across this crevice. There's headstrong and there's foolish. But perhaps if we wrap the rope around you, we can pull you up and mock you for your stupidity afterwards. I'll take a running start. You can tell, by the way, when she says that, she's not like... Like, there's, like, a sort of a softness to it in a way. Like, she does seem to be nicest to Reniel, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, it's more of a... That was her nice... nice that, was like, yes, that was, that like, that was, like, parent, nice parent <laughs> chiding, like, dumb child moment. Uh, okay. Uh, so, you're, what are you doing? Athletics test? Is that what this yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. So, you guys watch. Uh, and, by the way, uh, you, you can support and stuff in this. Definitely want to make sure she has a rope tied to her waist. And then I'll have... Uh, the other side wrapped around my waist uh, with her to have enough slack to make the 10 feet. Okay. Uh, but that way, if she falls, uh, I'd like to like wrap around a stone or something like that to give me some more leverage too. Fair enough. Okay. So I will say that if she fails, uh, she's not going to fall obviously all the way down the crevice and, and take like massive falling damage. But I will say though, that if she misses and she like swoops down and slams against the, the side of like 10 feet down yeah, and slams guys. She will, hurt. you will, Arineal, take some endurance damage from that. So sure. I do have the rules for falling and stuff like that in, in play. Uh, but it, it won't be like, it's not going to be a lot. It's just going to be a little bit. Right. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say this is a bold action. So I'm going to spend a hope. I think that's fair. Yeah, for sure. This is pretty bold. Yeah. And it, and if Arabon wants to spend a hope, it sounds like he was supporting you, but unless uh, he spends that hope, you ain't getting that die. I will spend a hope. Yeah. Okay. Already, you can get an extra die from Erebon helping. And that gets me two? Two, because you're my focus. Yeah, okay. Why do you think I'm helping her? If it was the dwarf, I would have said just jump. Yeah, screw (laughs) that guy. He's got doom wrapped around him. All right, so there's a whole lot of d6s, and it's favored. You're going to live forever. Says you should be miserable, by the way. Now that she spent, now that you spent the hope, hope. I I spent one too many. Sorry, I had six. Oh, isn't that convenient? I'm sorry. I have to. I have to type a a, a little (laughs) message in chat really quick. (laughs) I am bad at math. Six minus one is not four. Okay. So Uh, great success, by the way. Watch in the darkness, like near darkness, as winds whipping around and bits of sleet are kind of pelting around you. You watch Arineal, she just leaps across, and there is utter darkness in the crevice below. Like, you have no idea how far. You see little rocks and bits of sludge from some of the ice that's sitting on top of it fall down and disappear, and you listen for the sounds of the rocks hitting the bottom, and you can't even hear it. That's how far this likely dips down. But she lands on the other side, kind of tumbles ever so slightly, and comes to, uh, comes and, and kind of comes to a stop on the other side. Um, and you are able, it's another success. Well done. Well done. You're able to set up a rope and kind of climb across, kind of do like the military climb. Everyone can do this. Um, we'll say because of the rope, I'm not going to say anyone actually, should I make you guys roll athletics text across? 
Should I do that? Oh, no. What do, you th- no. what do you think, Long? Should I do it? You're the voice <laughs> of reason, always. How many ropes do we have? Just do we have my... more than one rope? Uh, no, it's just my no. item that I brought. I prefer you didn't. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so because Long's That's fair. Prefer, That's fair. Long's usually reasonable about, like, yeah, I'll eat it. Like, so I've got yeah. this poison cheesecake. Okay, I take a beat. You know, so he's always usually good. So Long's <laughs> saying that. All right, you guys get across. And you kind of camp out for the night. Um, and long you're able to to get your one bit of uh, now morning does come and when it does you realize that despite the fact that you're kind of on the southwestern bit of the mountain you're still expecting like some semblance of like light at least the shades of gray should get lighter if not you actually get real sunlight but morning comes with like the crackling of like storm and you look up and you can see that above you like there's these heavy horrible clouds uh, that have that have begun to surround like kind of the summit the peak of the mountain which is actually beyond your vision at this point and these horrible chilling winds uh, begin to overtake you um, everyone go ahead um, what I would like you to do is... What do I want you to do? I want you to roll. Well, actually, no. Let me give you guys a chance to do the skill endeavor first. So go ahead and does anyone? So as like you see around you, like bits of bits of sleet are just sort of pelting upon you. You guys are kind of getting hit with these chunks of ice. Like the uh, the darkness is sort of overwhelming. You can feel this intense cold begin to wrap around you um, and sort of moving upward and forward is going to be even harder in this like the fog was one thing but at least it didn't hit you and didn't have this active iciness to it um how does how do you all want to try to push forward through this kind of um even if you don't want to push forward how do you want to sort of uh overcome this in some way uh so orineal has her buckler so that would sort of be acting in a bit of a umbrella kind of a function at this point okay so you're holding up the buckler as an umbrella okay and i'll over gilly i'll the go way. next to her as well do my shield and we'll be like a sort of like a human shield for the rest of the party okay you create like a phalanx thing kind of going on everybody kind of holding up shields and bucklers and kind of moving. i don't have a shield so airborne dies right in front of you <laughs> yeah, yeah. by ice and snow okay uh all right uh, uh how so there are two shields over Gilly right now. I think I think they're huddling, and the idea is they're putting if, their shields up. What if um, we took like those helps that we had that Gilly was working on, and we used them kind of like as tarps or something? But okay. I was also thinking we could do like an awareness roll to just like find some cover. You could do that. I was going to say if somebody wanted to do battle to try to like get everyone together into the sort of tight phalanx group, keep your pelts overhead. Cause I know that Floyd and Arineal both had this idea. Oh. Like that would be a halfway decent use of battle, which is different than what we normally get to roll in these types of endeavors. So this is true. I get 2d6 because of my helm when I do battle. I th- think Arineal should roll then. Okay. And we do want to keep moving despite the weather, right? Like yeah. we don't want to take Yeah. Time. Yeah. yeah. I am sort of loosely keeping track of that. It's abstracted somewhat, but I do. I am keeping track of that. Because if you do catch up with him, there's different tiers of catching up with him. 
Great success. Great success. Okay. Um, everybody, as you're moving forward, like you're doing your best to kind of continue pushing through, you can hear the sounds of like the ice, like just pelting off of the, 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 the bucklers more than once, like a tiny hole is kind of ripped in some of the, the, the warg pelts, like not as thick and reinforced as you would like, but it does seem to serve its purpose. It doesn't completely keep you out of like from getting kind of wet and cold as the wind kicks through, but it certainly helps uh, all of Jeff, you. Important question. Yeah. Does Marinben join us in taking the cover or is she all like, you know, outside braving the elements because she's all tough and everything? Uh, no, she, she lends it. She lends a hand. She help, helps with, the, with that. But despite this, the chilling winds are such that you all take eight points of endurance damage as oh. pushing your way up the mountain in this cold, horrible uh, wind in this sleet that's half ice, you know, snow, rain, kind of this mixture of things. It's a very miserable experience. And most of the, I would say, the first half of the day traversing and moving and pushing forward up the ridge is spent with this. Now, fortunately, no one has any, you know, slips or falls or takes any uh, real serious backtracking from this. But just the base movement uh, up the mountain under such conditions is enough to kind of wear you all down does Erebon get a chill I'm not actually weary uh I just I always forget that I can't do the math here so I type minus eight and then it sets it to negative eight endurance so uh, no 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 I think okay. Erebon falls I was gonna say you only lost eight and you're already weary that's yeah, bad I'm at, I'm at negative eight endurance right now the halls of Mandos now he's kind of up there chilling by a fire uh okay but Gilly is weary yeah from all our travel fatigue it's tough. You guys are in some dangerous locales. Okay. Um, but you do manage to eventually find what looks like this. It's a, it's not so much a cave as it is kind of this tight, uh, this tight gorge that you're able to kind of dip into, similar to the ones where you fought the trolls a few weeks ago. And you're able to kind of keep from... You're able to keep from getting too much of that at a certain point. Um now, as you're doing so, however, as like you're kind of traveling through this darkness, maybe Gilly brings up her lantern to kind of give you some light, and you're continuing to do the call and response that Erebon has to make sure everyone's kind of close to one another. You're traveling for a few more hours, and these these steep kind of embankments of um, of the of the of the rock and ice itself are kind of closing in on you to the point where it's relatively tight. It's maybe maybe about a 10 foot wide path that you're moving in and Floyd, you suddenly feel a just kind of bank off your head and then Irenio as another rock kind of banks off your head. And as you guys look up, you see like far, far up ahead where like the darkness of the gorge is no longer. And you could almost see that must be where like the, the ceiling of this scourge might be. You see a big chunk of rock just begin to slip and fall. And then more as this, rock slide just begins to start slipping down the side of the mountain into this gorge that you all are traveling through and it's just raining down rocks the chunks and chunks getting bigger and bigger what do you guys want to do uh is this gorge kind of big enough that we could like huddle against the wall and hope that it would go over us or are we like right in the way 
Uh, it's sort of however you want to decide. Uh, like I'm fine with like you can you can attempt to huddle and then based upon the role, we'll determine whether that huddling was successful or not. That makes sense. Well, I don't. We don't have much time to actually act, right? Because it, it's just rumbling down. Yeah, so someone basically is just going to make a skill endeavor roll here, and then we... Yeah, like, I like to do, like, a scan along the cave. We're in the cave, so I like to scan along the walls if there's anything to cover. Can find, like, a little alcove find, or a tiny yeah. little... Looking, that sounds perfect. Yeah, go for it, Floy. Yes. Your, your dwarven eyes. Sauron. Oh, success. You, uh... Oh, boy. You rolled a Sauron? I succeeded, though. I know, but you rolled a Sauron. Yeah, I did. He helped okay. me succeed. <laughs> All hail. <laughs> All hail. Um, so, Floyd, uh, as you guys are tr- like kind of scrambling around, trying to protect each other and yourselves, Floyd, you notice a, a kind of a crack in the wall, a uh, crack in the wall of the gorge, as and it opens up into a sort of a larger cave, and you're all able to, to quickly... I kind of plunge into it. Uh, those of you with height, so Erebon and Rineol and uh, and, uh, and Marimbem, you're having to duck Gilly, Floy. You probably don't have to duck as much, but eventually you kind of you kind of crumble. You kind of get underneath as the walls behind you just crumble, and you can see that you're kind of trapped. Like you can't kind of go back the way you came, but you have managed to get out of the way of this. Um, get out of the way of this sort of, uh, of rock. Uh, rock slide now as you're suddenly in this sort of dark like extraordinarily dark cave where the only light now is gilly's lantern unless one of you opens up a torch of some kind you begin uh as you're wandering and traveling through a bit and kind of weaving your way looking for some path upwards some path outwards back to the surface of the mountain you start to see something kind of fill the air and something fill your nose as well as this sort of fetid steam begins to surround you and you hear what almost sounds like the bubbling of like something bubbling up here and there and you look around and you can see on like to your left and to your right as you're kind of hopping from one rock to the next you're in some kind of underground hot spring and this yellow kind of gassy colors sort of wafting into your noses and it's just this horrible horrible stink um sorry one sec and becomes fairly hard to navigate not only that but as you're listening those of you with 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 fairly high uh high alertness you you hear sounds of certain, like, like splashing around. Well, that's not the right one. Don't, don't mind that. Don't mind that. Don't mind that. There's, there's no frogs. Ignore that one. Okay, there we go. I need a producer. Um, you hear the sounds of, um, of something kind of splashing around as if there's something in the water. What would you guys like to do as you've kind of found your way into what looks like this... Somewhat open area with with sort of these bubbling springs of steam. It feels very warm in here on the bright side, but on the ba- on the downside, it kind of like you're coughing every so often, um, kind of cover your mouths here and there. 
and you're trying to weave your way without kind of dipping into the water, which as you kind of test it, you realize there's something wrong with it. It's like, you're not sure if it's poisoned or if there's just something coming up from underneath, but it's not like maybe one of you takes a quick sip or something and quickly spits it out as it tastes foul and horrible. Who wants to take lead on this? I suggest we do not disturb the water. Uh, would we be able to go around it without getting too close to it? Like, how much space do we... You can certainly try. I mean, like, it's 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 more along the lines of, like, it's... Like, there's these narrow paths and corridors. There's little rocks, like little islets here and there of rock. You can kind of hop one to the next. You can kind of balance along what looks like some kind of, uh, some kind of like, rock peninsula for a bit and then hop to the other. So it's like a game of Frogger or something like that. I, I would like to... Powers stealth my way to try and uh, find a path if that's all right uh try to find a way that would allow us to single file go through without making too much of a disturbance (laughs) absolutely yes you can certainly try wily hobbit absolutely welcome to the stream by the way yes nice it's my third great success tonight guys is everyone but me remembering to add the extra d6 for marimben Oh yeah, I didn't add that at all. I've roll again. Yeah, I forgot to do that. I'm, I'm good with the great success. I, I, roll, no, I meant like roll an extra d6. If you happen to roll a six, then I can give you possibly more information. That was the first twice. one. Uh, the first yeah, one was okay. A six. I don't know why. So I technically, it's an extraordinary Sorry. success. So that's like three successes. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, you have no power because it's not. Oh, it's actually, not I do get the other D6 as well for my cloak if you allow the really useful item. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, but totally makes sense here. So, even more okay. short. So, I'm going to point out a few things here. You see, as you're leading the way forward, you're moving very, very quietly, and maybe you're even with where you're placing your foot, your feet as you hop from one islet to the next people can follow and they can place their feet the same you eventually see what looks like a large cave opening maybe about 10 feet wide and same height as tall and you see what looks like this narrow path here and there that kind of weaves through this open the open water and you notice too that there are these piles of bones here and there and you start to see, as you look up with your elvish eyes, your keen eyes, you can see almost like a honeycombed series of like these, almost like a, a like a apartment style, like holes in the walls here and there. And what looks like walkways built fairly high up into this just cavernous area. And you start to realize that you think you're at the base of some kind of underground kind of goblin or orcish encampment of some kind. And with that extra success that you got at the very end, you notice not only the path forward and through, and you can see kind of a way out of here, but you see that on the path that kind of leads to it, there are these orcs and goblins that seem to be lingering about. They have not noticed you. Uh, start using hand signals, uh, you know, <laughs> to the rest of the party, uh, telling 
uh, pointing out the orcs uh, both above the the city above and then the ones patrolling ahead. Uh, and I'll try to get us to a point across the water where uh, we could gather and create a formation if we need to. Uh, like the the ones I see ahead, how close are they to like the the path I'm drawing through this refuse? Can't really call it water now. Now that we know, you know, shit rolls downhill. <laughs> uh, I can actually show you it. Oh, uh, if you give me one sec, I'll kind of show you about what it looks like. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I have to change. I have to get Marin Bem on there, don't I? Because you guys are bringing her. Yeah, oh, we did. And uh, and Marin Bem would not have heard the end of it from Arineal that Arineal made that jump yesterday or two days ago, but that's all she's going to talk about is like, you didn't think I could do it. And I did it. You should have more faith in me. And she says, you're right, but I'm busy getting the map set up. So when you do the whole vamping to fill, maybe do it with a player <laughs> character instead of the NPC. Controller. I'm furiously making hand signals to tell Marimbem to shut up. <laughs> what? I don't understand this. I don't speak your elvish sign language. I'm, I'm, I'm American sign language, not English. I die. Oh, God. Or British. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so this is kind of what it looks like here. So you see this, like, as you kind of emerge out of the northwestern corner, we'll say, of this map you can see these this this walkway that leads and off on the eastern side of this map um you can tell that there is a path out you can even see a kind of a faint light um there's a handful of like i said goblins and orcs and things that are kind of on this bridge and above you literally well above you like these these honeycomb kind of apartment places with like these different uh paths that have been built into the sides uh, of the of the rock walls themselves, you can even see some carved staircases that kind of lead up into this you know, goblin village uh, type area uh, underneath. So you know that any too much noise down here might alert whoever's above you. Um, you're not in combat, but this is what it looks like if you guys want to figure it out. And there's no way for us to. Uh, we want to go to the right of this map, don't we? We we don't yes, want to go do. to the left of the map. Left of the map goes back the way you came. Is that a problem? I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think we can. It's buffer. Yeah, we can dig, right? Uh, uh, this, is it possible to like maybe go to swim across? Climb absolutely, up it is. Uh, it would be a stealth roll. Uh, mm. Everyone would have to roll it, uh, and if everyone succeeds, or if enough people have extra successes that they can help somebody else across, you could potentially get to the other side without any of them noticing you. Absolutely. I'll start doing that. I'll start swimming across. See if people want to follow. Okay. So I haven't you... been with you guys long enough. How stealthy are y'all? Not bad, uh, actually. Stealthy. Floy is stealthy. Arineal is not stealthy. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, like, you can just drown her. That's fine. <laughs> you can easily, like, this is one of those types of combats where you can avoid. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Floy, if you want to, so if Floyd's leading the way, mm -hmm. go ahead, Floy, roll your stealth. Um, you have resources left if people want to use them. Yep, we've got two audience D6s. <laughs> you don't have to run faster than the goblins. You just have to run faster than Floyd. <laughs> Dwarves are natural sprinters. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, we still get an extra dice from Maribem? Yes, everyone gets an extra okay. dice just because Maribem's here and can kind of guide you here and there. Quinn, and she says, don't linger in the water that too helps. long. It will eat away at your belongings. The awful refuse of these creatures. Great success. Yay! Okay. Uh-oh. Nice and unupdated. Nicely done. Oh, I see what I'm doing. I bet. Here it goes. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't updating on the stream. Uh, okay, so great success as you see Floy. Uh, Floy, you can move yourself directly across to the other side. Who goes next? Uh, I would say we keep Arenial in the back then in case she does alert. Yeah. And so Billy you guys can go. <laughs> no offense, Arenial. Wow. So maybe Gilly goes next? Orcs go yeah, okay. Sure, I am wary. So can do we have any extra dice, Melissa? Two left. Uh yeah, I don't want combat, so I'm gonna snag one. Okay. Grab the plus one from Marimbin. Yep. Extraordinary success. That was favored? Uh it was wary, but it is favored. Okay, yeah. So it's favored because uh, because it's one of your favorite skills, right? Yeah. Stealth is yeah. one of your favorite skills. Okay, perfect. Because I was going to say that Eye of Sauron was looking juicy. I Ooh. have a little thing where whenever the Eye of Sauron comes up, something bad happens uh, on this little thing. Uh, but yeah, you see, and you can go ahead and you can move yourself across despite the uh, cool. Despite the and since I got like three sixes, I'm going to cash in on like my um, oh, fuck. What's it called? Uh, my your cultural hobbit, virtue. My, yes, my cultural virtue, and you guys yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. watch as you just lose sight of Gilly. Nice. Nice. Uh, nice. Well, thank you for hanging out, Wubbasol. I hope uh, the storm passes uh, peacefully as best it can. Uh, yes. Spoiler alert: Floy uh, survived his deathbed. <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> but take it's care. It's pretty it's terrifying. Nice, nice yeah. yeah. Uh, Stay okay. warm. Jeff, now, technically, you, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, uh, go ahead. Would you allow that my cloak is helpful for a stealthy situation like this? You know, yes, absolutely. Then I want to uh, take it off and throw it around a rennial. Uh, okay. It, my really useful item, so you'll get another die for the stealth on that. Okay. Thank you. Now, Gilly, you burnt one of your extra successes, you said, to activate your cultural virtue and make you effectively invisible. Yes, yeah. So that means you still have two extra successes left, right? Yeah. Because you rolled three sixes. Yeah. And Floy actually had an extra success. So you guys can actually help each other out. That's one of the things we don't do very often. But in this type of situation, you could potentially kind of Yeah, help whoever them needs those those extra successes yeah. that I have, I'm... Yeah, I'll take them. I think it would be cool in the fiction, though, just to, to get everyone. I want, to, want everyone to roll, and then we'll see how Reniel does. We'll see how, how Erebon does. And if mm -hmm. even if they fail, you guys are still going to get across, but we'll describe how it's going to get across because there's already enough like successes in the pool to get you guys across. But Reniel and Erebon, go ahead and roll. Uh, Reniel, you're getting the uh, you're getting the benefit of the stealth. Uh, uh, yeah, the stealth and I'm going last. Yeah, so I'll yeah. go next and get the extra dive. From Erebon's Erebon. good at this, though. I know that. Okay, he gets across. And uh, so Arineal and Marabem will go kind of with Arineal at that point. Oops, sorry. Okay, so I'm rolling stealth with yep. a plus one from the cloak, plus one from Marabem. 
And I'm debating if I want to take that last. I'll take the last one. Yeah. How did you do? Um, she failed. failed. Now the the bright side it was is so close though. As as you see, like Arineal splashing across, like she's trying so hard, like the helmet Argolib's helmet kind of kind of almost almost falls off her head, and she flails after it, right, and causes some splashing. You you hear some of the orcs and goblins that were you're not even you can't really sure see exactly what they're doing because they're kind of on an elevated level, so you can't really see what they're doing exactly, but you can hear them. You know, kind of talking to one another. It's like half black speech, half common speech, kind of whiffing back and forth. Um, but like, what do like Floy and Gilly and Erebon do to try to like help distract them while while Arneil makes it across? Like how uh, how like you're you're giving her successes. I just want you guys to describe how your extra successes helped Arneil across. Yeah, in an effort to distract them, maybe I'm like tossing stones across the river, across causing the like pond. plops and sounds yeah. somewhere else. Perfect. This is refuse, right? Yeah, you, swimming across it, you realize like it's like all sorts of like awful and and yeah. awful like O F F A L and um and like uh and like you can see there's like bones and sludge and uh and like you. <laughs> You can feel yourself sort of wanting to vomit a bit. It's not clear and pure water, and it's all like bubbling here and there because it's warm and hot here and there. It's kind of getting in your cloak so and your things. Okay. This is an absolutely just. You guys are all gross uh, right now. I'd like to think that that's sort of what threw a radio off. Is it like she was doing okay and then she got three quarters of the way through and she's just like trying not to? She throw got something up. in her mouth. <laughs> like, yeah, the like dry heating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> all right. So you guys make it across. Uh, so all of you make it to the other side. Uh, Rineal, Erebon, you can move you guys across. Your stealths are, are good enough that they haven't noticed you, and you very carefully move along like the base of the cave. You more than once hear the sounds of somebody on a walkway above you, maybe 15, 20 feet, <laughs> kind of screaming at one another, like, Snagaful, go get, you know, kind of, they're like yelling at one another and you hear like little like these heavy footsteps moving across and bits of rock and dust kind of fall down on top of your guys heads as you look up and you see if like the wrong thing happened right now like a whole mess of these would suddenly be aware of your presence but you're able to sneak past and get out of the uh get out of the cave uh just off to the east uh and you can see that there as you're as you're kind of coming and climbing up and they don't seem to be paying attention, you sneak out through that cave entrance. You can see they're like dragging what looks like these mangled dead bodies of other orcs, goblins and such here and there that look kind of just beat to pieces and mangled in some way. You can see broken chains on the ground as well as if something kind of came through here, like a, like some, some horrible thing made it through. And uh, you do make it into the cave. Welcome you weave around for a bit. Uh, thank you for that raid, lords and ladies of fate. Uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, we are we, we have we are sneaking beneath some kind of goblin town and making it out to the other side of a mountain. 
And that's exactly where you guys end up as you weave through this this cave opening that Erebon was able to scout out. And when you get through uh, it, Floy scouted it to be fair. Uh, Floy. Uh, no, I think no, it was Erebon. It's like stealthing and moving up ahead. Oh Floy yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Across. I thought he found us the way into the cave. Listen, I am all for not giving you credit on anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen, but you deserve that one. Apparently, I'm all for not giving me credit too. <laughs> so. You make it across and you make it out and you guys are on the northern the northern side of Mount Graham. Uh, kind of the northeast and you've literally cut through the middle of the mountain between climbing up probably halfway up the mountain and then it looked like it was going to be a terrible thing when you guys got trapped down here but you weaved your way and you found this like the perfect network of tunnels and you have completed your task. Uh, with four turns left you have reduced the resistance to zero. Um... And you are you kind of managed to get out to the other side. Good job, Fellowship. We didn't even wake the Balrog. And you did not wake the Balrog. There are a lot of horrible things that could potentially happen, which is great. I can save a lot of these weird little encounters that I had uh, <laughs> for later. You still made us swim through liquid shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds yeah. me. That reminds yeah. me, by the way. I, I do got a roll for this, for the, for the gross fumes. The disease. Uh, you guys take six points of endurance damage by the time. Oh my we, god! Yes. Uh, oh. So yeah, I've, I've been messing around with like these different. Uh, there's just these different rules. Oh no! This is like I suffocation. No, I am weary. I know, and I'm weary too. These are choking fumes, is what this is. Uh, now, I wasn't being rude and doing it every round. I was just doing it like one because because this is basically suffocation rules. As you're like, oh, okay, please, no, just. Do I, take yeah, I, I got it in I my mouth. Eight endurance. Well, the good news is, is that you've made it through the mountain. Uh, the other side of the mountain is it's, it's sort of a, a simpler kind of slope down. But as you as you look out at like the land before you realize, you guys are looking on at sort of the extended realm of Angmar. Like you guys are on the other side of Mount Mount Grom. Like you are literally right underneath the, like the A in the second A in Angmar on the map of Eriador. There is no light. <laughs> it is dark as dark can be. You can see that there's gray fog, gray clouds. It is just a dark and, and awful land. Um, jagged peaks and rocks. You can see what looks like these sort of angular, angular hills uh, like the contours of them for those of you who wait a little while for your eyes to adjust. What looks like ruins of buildings, watchtowers, workshops, you're not really sure. This is the outskirts of, of, of Angmar. You're nowhere near Karndum itself, but you know, when when Angmar itself was at its at its greatest, most powerful peak, like this this area that you have now crossed into was part of that of those borders. You guys can spend, you guys can find a, a camp for the night if you want. Um, if somebody wants to roll a test, you can do some kind of test here to try to find a halfway decent camp spot and then maybe uh, maybe get a full rest in. Is there a source of water anywhere? Uh, right back inside. Ew. <laughs> we said water. Yes. There's water in there. There really <laughs> is. It's flavored. Sure. Uh, I've percent H two O. Someone could do a, uh, an awareness test uh, to try to find one, maybe, or explore. One of those two is I've probably. I can do it. Yeah. Okay. 
got a three. Yeah. Uh, wow. Goes back inside oh and gosh. gets attacked by a Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> you got a three. That is so bad. Uh, the effect yeah, of eerie there. You guys look around yeah. for a halfway decent, you know, you know, campsite, but you're exposed. Like you realize on this side of the mountain, you're you're are terribly exposed. As there's there doesn't it doesn't have the sort of jagged nature where there's all these like little hidden nooks and crannies that the southwestern side of the mountain had. And by the time like night completely falls and you're just stumbling around in blackness and your whatever lantern light or torchlight you're using is literally a beacon for miles for anybody looking for the sight of this. You've you find a camp. You just decide to hell with it. You settle down and you find somewhere that works. Um, and it's could cold. I, yeah. Could I try and do like a stealth roll to try and help hide our camp, even though it's pretty open? Yes, absolutely. Do your best to try That's to. That's a good idea. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> even though I am very wary, but um, I will try. Great success. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you do, like, even though there's not really a whole lot of these nooks and crannies, you do manage to find, like, these little outcroppings every now and then and allow you to sort of pack up against, at least break break the wind that's kind of coming from the west and maybe even do a small fire that you obscure a bit with some of those those pelts that you've been carrying around and lugging, and you're able to get your endurance. So everyone go ahead and you can take a long rest. And you've made it through the mountain. Thank goodness. Morning does come. And although it's it's lighter, it's it's not utter blackness. There's no real sign of the sun anywhere. Up you look up at the clouds, and it's kind of gray overcast. You look at each other, and you can see each other, you can sort of see in the distance. It's just this just like forever sense of like early morning hours just before dawn and like you're just not getting light and even as the morning progresses to mid-morning into lunch it's the same thing now what you're trying to figure out is you're trying to pick up basically a trail of this warband now on the good on the bright side it's a warband so it's not going to be horribly difficult to find um but what we're going to do now is like we we've gotten through the mountain and we're going to kind of shift now into a let's track down road tag now so who wants to kind of go out and kind of look for signs potentially of where where Rotag might be? And because you guys did so well, by the way, this next phase of this this next skill endeavor is only going to be a six difficulty. Sounds like a use for uh, Arineal's hunting. That sounds perfect. Yeah, that does sound good. You Check and Mary Bim, yeah, get out in the morning while everyone else is packing up their camp. And you two kind of go scouting around for any signs of, of these uh, this massive this massive army, seeing if you can figure out which direction they go. Oh, success sixteen. Okay, did you get the did you did you take the extra one for? I um, did remember to yes. Okay. All right. As you're looking around, like you and Mary and Ben at the base of this mountain, you're just you're just kind of scouting around, looking for any signs of sort of recent activity, and it is not hard to find whatsoever. As you notice what what definitely looks like the signs of of a large camp that has been broken relatively recently, like definitely not today, but you can judge 
vaguely within the last few days. You're probably maybe two, three days behind them. Uh, it could be maybe even less. It might have taken them longer to go through the mountain. Maybe they stopped to recruit and sort of draft some of the those that they just saw in that goblin village. And maybe that's why they, they dipped into the mountain and kind of just forcibly took some and drafted them into the warband. But you do get the sense that they are heading in kind of a northeasterly direction. Uh, and so you don't see, you see like the, like these, these, this horrible ruptured kind of earth that's been torn up and loose, whereas so much everything is kind of padded down with like the coldness and the ice and just lack of travel. But you do find a very clear and very easy to follow path kind of heading off uh, into the northeast. And it's at that point, as you, as you and like Merriman are looking around, Merriman says, So Gundabad it is. The rest of you catch up at the base of the base of the foothills here. Um, Sorry, I was having mic issues. Sorry. No worries. You okay? Yeah. All right. So you guys move off for a bit, and eventually, Reniel, you actually notice that as you're following this this ridiculously obvious war band like it's it's again they're not trying to stealth themselves in the least you even find what looks like carcasses along the way where it looks like these kind of beaten and bruised and ripped apart goblins these small uh small creatures that just look mangled here and there um and have been just sort of left aside left for dead you look at like the what looks like carcasses of like mountain goats and things that have been kind of eaten through and they've been left and left left uh, off you know, kind of torn asunder, none of it cooked or anything like that, different meats and things. So it's extraordinarily easy to kind of keep on this particular path. The first time where it really deviates is is probably late in the day where you notice that it, it splits and you can see it kind of goes off and one kind of goes off a little bit more northward, one kind of goes off a little bit more eastward. And you realize as you're looking around that one of the reasons it did this is because in front of you, a large frozen lake kind of extends for miles. And it seems clear that the warband kind of split off and went around it. But you also know that if you guys wanted to catch up, you could take the risky path and try to cross over this frozen lake. Or you could take the cowardly path and not cross over this frozen lake. So what are you? Heroes or cowards? Discuss. I'm halfway across the lake. You guys covered up or what? I'm backing up from the lake. (laughs) Are you talking? Did Uh, you say something earlier, Melissa? Yeah, we can't can't hear you. So so Maribyn's like, what? Why won't you tell them what's wrong with you? Speak up! I can't believe her. She scouted this out. Now she hasn't hasn't the decency to tell you. Oh, you don't like it when you're supposed to be talking, but you're busy doing something else and someone's trying to direct that attention to you. Oh, <laughs> isn't this just terrible? Um, what do you guys want to do? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, now we can hear you, yeah. <laughs> um, ooh, what do we want to do? Yeah. Floyd was already headed across, so I guess we're following? Floyd's no, doing I'm, it. I'm down Floyd's for going across the other way. Okay. Yep. okay. And Arineal does have 2d6 
banged for snowshoes, so I feel like snowshoes would <laughs> red the weight going down on the ice. Right. There's like a that's distribution right. there that I actually think yeah, that's is actually This was weeks helpful. ago, Steven. This is weeks ago. So I can't. Was it Stanley who gave you the the, the points? For this? I've been writing them down every week. I know, but was had, it Stanley who gave it? I'm trying to remember who exactly. It was either Stanley or too old. It was one yeah. of the two, yeah. Who specified it, only for her snowshoes? Only though. for her snowshoes, so she can she uses. Okay, so if ever if you guys want to try to come across, um, this is going to be dangerous. There's the potential to fall through, obviously, uh, but it's a very. This would certainly like you guys are cutting, and you could potentially shave like a whole day off your pursuit of them. Um, athletics tests all at the yeah. same oh, time. Erebon's never been in a rush in his entire life. So, I thought so it was I, Stanley. Yeah. Yes, he, he's you, going Stanley. to be uh, staying towards the back there and watching where everyone else steps. Okay. I think it was hilarious, Stanley. It's... Oh, no! Okay. Let's see how these, these rolls go. So we have a... F- so, oh. let's see. Okay. So far, let's call these out. Uh, Boy, you see. have led us to, to our doom. <laughs> Erebon and Floyd both fail. Do we still get a bonus from Maribem? Did you guys factor that in? I factored it in. Yes. I did not, so maybe I can get an extraordinary success and have it share. I got a great. I got a great. Okay. So So the one who weighs 40 pounds and the one with snowshoes (laughs) make it just fine. (laughs) Gilly's, I like to think Gilly's got a little bit of craft, so maybe she got like some sticks on the bottom of her shoes and she's just kind of skating. All the women make it across just fine. You're a hobbit wearing uh, shoes? Yeah, it's uh, cold. It's snowy. So everyone spreads out. Like that's the tortured. first thing you guys know. Spread out a bit. You don't want to be too, yeah, too close yeah. together. So everyone spreads out and starts moving across. And while Merimben and Irineal and Gilly are moving across just fine, Floy, with your even the even though the mithril is very very light, you can feel like the cracks in the ice every time you take a step. The the stoutness of the dwarf and Erebon, like despite the normal lithe and sort of slender light frame of an elf, you like you said aren't exactly sure where to step sometimes. And it's I got in my own head on this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I was overthinking. And you guys, you guys are moving and moving, and you can see the other edge of the lake kind of coming up. You, it's probably taking you maybe an hour to cross when all of a sudden, Gilly, you look off to your right and you see Floyd take a step and then <laughs> cracks in the ice and he starts falling into the water. Arineal, at almost the same time, you look to your left and you see Erebon cracks in the ice and the two of them plunge down into the frigid, icy waters. Fortunately, both of you are close enough to like with your with your great successes, just sort of slide and leap across and kind of reach out and give a hand before they completely plunge into the waters themselves. Billy's been holding on to her rope and her hook, so she kind of like tossed that out. However, they are still extraordinarily cold as you pull them up, um, and you can like they're kind of thrashing around a bit. Uh, and both of you go ahead and take four points from just the the, sh- the sheer frigidness of the water beneath the cold. Four points against your endurance. Uh, but they're able to pull you up. You keep yourself spread along where the cracks in the ice are, and you pull them up, and you manage to make it to the sort of the edge of the lake. Do we need to roll for Marin, Ben? Nope. 
Okay. You know, Mar- Marimbem, I'm just, I'm just. You guys get the bonus for her. Uh, I'm, I don't want an NP. Like, I don't want her to be like this, <laughs> yeah. this anchor on you guys. You know, because it's not what she is. So. Sure. Yeah. This is GM Fiat. I'm like, no, she's good. <laughs> okay. I would uh, ask Arenial for my shit. cloak back uh, through chattering teeth. You guys can see okay. that my uh, black eyeliner is running now. <laughs> Gilly takes like her extra pelt and stuff off of her, and she'll just like drape that on Floyd. Oh. You guys, I read about hypothermia, and and that sounds actually kind of terrible. So we should probably get you guys warmed up. Um, yeah, it's not fun. At least you don't <laughs> smell like poop anymore. So there is that benefit. You 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 took a bath. It is true; they do smell better. I did hear though that frigid water is good in small doses for your constitution but we probably shouldn't push it no no I'll, I'll, I'll take the smelling over the, the cold that's true Australis I do like doing the voice of Merimbim um, can we get off the ice now yeah yes yes oh yeah we're, we're moving <laughs> Merimbim turns around and she says no and pushes you back Pulls her in the door. <laughs> I pull her with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you shall not pass. Uh, oh, God, that would have been good, too. Uh, you guys travel for a little while uh, after maybe spending some time to warm up along. Maybe you light a fire. Maybe you kind of dry out some clothes. Otherwise, you know that that would be horrible as the two, the two yeah. of them had yeah. their half their bodies covered in frigid, icy waters. Eventually, you come across what looks like this massive gray tree that seems to be growing almost sideways at like a like a 30 degree angle out of the sides of like one one hill like the roots are partially exposed and you can see it almost like kind of angled over like this second craggy hill and it creates this deep kind of dark gorge underneath it the tree itself again extraordinarily huge you would imagine that the trunk has to be at least dozens and dozens of feet in diameter right and you can see all these different like, kind of gray uh, branches that are kind of angrily reaching up towards the sky, almost as if it's reaching for like sunlight that just never seems to come. You guys do notice, though, as you're getting, getting close, a few things. You see something kind of swaying from the branches, even though there's no real leaves or vegetation of any kind, and you're not entirely sure that this tree is even living. You do notice that there is like this creaking couple of cages that are just swaying in the wind as if where someone like a prisoner or someone who's going to be or was executed like gibbeted sort of up there and and as you're watching your eyes just sort of drift down and floy you just keep feeling your eyes just pull down to that sort of dark strange blackness underneath this this tree it's it's darker than it should be it's it's like pitch black underneath like that that sort of gorge between the two hills and as you're watching floy you hear like in your mind sounds of these whispers you can't make out the language can't tell if it's it's elvish you can't tell if it's common you can't tell if it's like the speech of of orcs but something kind of calls from within that shadow the rest of you look and you can see Floyd. his head is just sort of 
almost like drifting towards. And it's at that point, Arineal, where Marimbem says to you, I warned you of this. Look at him. Something speaks to him here. That darkness is unnatural. Calls to him. If it's calling me, maybe I'll wander towards it. So you guys watch as, like, Floy gets a little closer, closer, and again, the voices just get even louder in your ears, Floy, as again, they just kind of wander through you. And between the whispers, there's one one or two words that kind of just echo through. You just hear your name first. Floy! And you hear, and those are the only two things that seem to, to speak with any amount of clarity. The rest of you roll awareness tests. Yes, please. Success. Great success. <laughs> Your luck has gone the other way, Stephen. <laughs> You're doing so well. It's hot and now I'm cold. That happens. It's okay. Uh, uh, so between between both Gilly and Arineal, you two watch as just Floy. Something about his movement is different. Like he's not moving with the same kind of stability and purpose that you normally see. He almost just seems to kind of be kind of lurching and stumbling, kind of off balance here and there. And he's getting ever so close to that. Kind of ever moving darkness and it's at that point Arineal and Gilly where you see like something kind of move within the blackness you see a shroud as if something even darker within it just shifts and your light and your eye line just kind of hovers ever so slightly like a mirage on the distance and you swear you see something like a hand beginning to sort of push its way out of the darkness before quickly kind of retreating back like smoke that just wafts back in and Floy is getting closer and closer to it now I'm tackling Floy yeah Uh, okay (laughs) as this Arineal roll last letter (laughs) Uh, or one of you can aid the other is probably the better way to do it if you want Uh, I don't (laughs) really have the hope nice Val Kilmer is in one of the uh Yeah, I don't really have the hope either. Failure. Can can we just do it separately and see who gets there? Yeah, Yeah, like we're both running. Okay. Okay, so Gilly's running. Gets there first. Yeah, she gets there first. (laughs) And as she goes to reach out for Floyd, she's just clinging to his back. And he just keeps walking as he's dragging her behind him. And she's just trying so hard. And Arineal's just Floyd doesn't even notice. (laughs) And Arineal's just going to have to kind of come up um, and just essentially just try to bear hug both of them and just kind of fall backwards. Floyd, please, what are you doing? I heard my name. Someone's calling. So you you don't... The shadows are speaking to you, Floyd. There's nothing there. Nothing there but darkness. Shadows. I, I don't know what that means, but. Do you see what you were about to walk into? 
do I see that? Do I see it clearly, right? It's just you just keep position. hearing something call you. Uh, you don't necessarily see anything. You okay. can roll an awareness if you want. Yeah, go ahead and roll an awareness, but I'll say roll with minus one penalty. And okay. the situation is you are a little kind of distracted by this thing. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You didn't see it. Nothing moved, whatever. You hear the occasional creak of one of the cages up above, but nothing else. Right. I just heard whispers. Something calling. This is what Marimbem was warning of, that there's something, there's something here. I don't hear, hear anything. Gilly, did you hear anything? No, but we saw that. I saw that movement in the darkness. Erebon, do you hear anything? No, but these are the, the lands of the Witch King. There are dark shadows. You must guard your heart, Master Dwarf. Floyd, I worry for you. Don't listen to whispers speaking to you from, from shadows. I heard you guys calling and stopping me, so... I answered that. You feel a little... Like, you don't hear the voice. Like, it's not like... Like, now that they have you, like, like you've, you almost like you've sort of fell into this kind of trance-like state, right, for a moment, and it just sort of kept pulling you forward. Not that you didn't have agency, it's just like you just felt a compulsion, like you were you were extraordinarily interested in what was what was happening. But now that they've broken it, it kind of fades a bit. And as all of you are there, you watch as the shadow, that black shadow beneath the hill, just begins to sort of retreat a bit. It's like you're watching as if the sun is moving even it's like extraordinarily fast and the shadow just drifts back a little bit more further and further away from you and then settles once more purely underneath the the bow of this massive massive trunk that seems to eclipse these two two hills is going to turn back to Marimbem um and she's you know she's got uh, a bow drawn ready to fire at Floyd and she just kind of has a little bit of adrenaline you know, going and she's just gonna say, when when you see that something is about to happen, it means that you can act and prevent it. Not just sit back and say that you were right. There are more of us. We we're, we help each other. I'll slowly I'll reach out and push down the bow. Won't necessarily get in front though. Yeah. yeah. Now's not the time for arguments. Or fights. We have things that need to be done, and and obviously there's there is darkness that needs to be pushed back. And so and we should she all looks, be working. She's going to look at Marin Bem is going to look at you, Arineal, with like this, like for the first time you've probably ever seen like a sense of like hurt, like just kind of overtakes her, like this, like she, like you can see this sort of hard, ragged facade that she's kind of kept up for so long, just sort of sort of begins to melt away as she looks at you and then she says there's a creature of undeath do you not see it it was reaching out to all of you I I drew my bow to ward it away and you turn on me and lecture me for not helping 
And then she I, like puts the bow but away. But your bow was pointed at Floy. And then she walks. She just walks at that point, like emo-like. Shaking her head. Um, Gilly will, uh, is she, cause she's heading where we need to go, right? Yeah, she's like kind of skirting around going up one of the hills. Okay, yeah, Gilly's gonna follow. When I say hills, these aren't huge, like they're, they can traverse them easily. Um, I, I saw it. Do you, do you know what it was? Could I uh, make a lore check to see if I've heard anything about these shadows? And please do, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do I still get the bonus die from Mirror Membrion? If you <laughs> if you catch up with Gilly and you're kind of walking next to, sure, we'll say like you're chatting about it. You're kind of kind of hashing out what what could be there. Uh, likely success. some kind of white. Uh, as, as the two of you look and you see the cages above and you realize this was a place of some some death uh, something who knows when likely not recent and something likely has infected the shadows of this, this land, this tree from which something was hung people were killed something in the shadows is sort of reaching out it's likely some kind of barrow white uh, that likely is keeping itself from even though there's not a lot of sunlight, it's key, it was keeping itself in the dark shadows and maybe not kind of coming completely out into the sunlight. As with many places in this realm, something tragic happened here. It appears that a soul was not able to move on. We should learn from its mistake and move away from here. Renial sort of just keeping next to Floyd mm-hmm. and sort of making sure that he is walking mm-hmm. in a direction after the rest of the group, not towards anything. Yeah. The spell does seem broken, Floyd, but I mean I mean it's 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 probably eating away at you to some degree. I mean it's up to you, but like it's it's not like you don't feel like that that compulsion now that it was broken. Yeah, I'm fine now. Just the dream it felt like a dream where you just go towards it there but, is the question of why you master dwarf were more sensitive to this creature been touched by the shadows somehow i've been seeing those visions and shadow people more lately and the ruins and stuff like that We did share some of those visions, but this was different. Only you saw it. I I pushed my questions to Maribel. She seems to know. Just watching. We just sort of disconnected here. There we go. Kicking back in. Um. So yeah, we're getting some like undulation of uh, connection here, but. We'll push through. She says, as your guys are, I'm assuming, are you continuing to walk or is anyone? Yeah, we're just continuing. Yeah. 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 So as you're walking, she'll say, I have no specific wisdom. Yeah, dwarf. 
What I know is that for a fortnight now my dreams have been plagued with awful visions. Visions of shadow. Visions of death. Visions of you. Your others, little hobbit, Arineal, Master Elf. You three are strangers to me. But in the light of the cook fire of my home, I could tell. Floy. Floy was the one. The shadow wrapped itself around like a blanket. And from him, it exploded outward, tendrils upon tendrils, wrapping around those he's most closest to. This I'm just going to shift to the other question. side of the group away from Floyd. <laughs> uh, this is an Ashley question. How long yeah. ago was it when he got injured by the... Um... Thing. Uh, well, you guys had like a three to four week downtime fellowship phase with the deal. Then it was probably another week's worth of weeks, week or so worth of travel up to here. So it's been, I mean, at least a month, month and a half or so since he was injured by the creature. Yeah. You've probably been, I mean, you guys kind of reached, I would say it's been roughly it's been roughly maybe 10 days since you guys kind of got within the Ettenmore's Mount Grom area. Wubbasol, thank you for that sub. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, but yeah, it's been maybe that lines up with the, like when you all first arrived in the foothills of Mount Grom and the Ettenmore's. So Gilly's kind of quiet and and she mentions like um just like her concerns of you know Floyd was the only one who was wounded by that creature. I wonder I wonder if that that tainted him at all. What creature was this? Your mention of tendrils reminds me of the unnamed I encountered. It touched me in a way. Left this nasty scar. And I'll show him my gross scar. <laughs> On the ribs, you see this. It looks like, really bad. Yeah, ribs is like a crater. It's got the veins yeah. around it are like discolored from the venom. That it looks injected. much better than the last time, mm -hmm. like like we talked about it on that air, but it's definitely healed significantly. Um, and there's just really just 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 a touch left of sort of that strange discoloration around the skin. But you can tell it's like the poison has receded. But um, much of the dark skin is really probably just dead flesh that has to be kind of carved away at some point. Master Dwarf, it appears that you need elvish healing. Uh, unfortunately, I do not know the skills, but there are many of my people who would be able to help you with that. I look forward to that help when it comes. In the meantime, though, we must keep a close eye on you and make sure that you are 
in the middle of our group as we travel so that we can do our best to work together and keep you safe and thereby keeping all of us safe. So as you all kind of travel and this conversation is happening, stopping briefly to to rest and Floyd shows the scar, hours pass. And it's probably been, like, even though we're not doing all the stop, it's been a couple days since you've been traveling, since you left Mount Ram and you've been traveling over the ruins of Angmar. It's probably been two days worth of, worth of travel at this point. And your conversation is suddenly erupted as largely this has been a fairly silent travel. Like it's like it's a dead land where just the wind kind of gusts through here and there, the sounds of your footsteps just crunching on on whether it's like ice or gravel. But for the most part it's been extraordinarily quiet. You don't hear the sounds of birds, insects, nothing like that. There's not even the even in the bog when you were traveling in the Rudauer Hills, like you still saw the signs of life. Here, it's nothing. It's just this this kind of gray and sort of tinted blue color for as far as the eye can see. Until you hear the sounds of battle, of people screaming, you hear the sounds of voices shouting to one another first the sounds of orcs and goblins, some kind of crude, maybe war horn popping up here and there. But then you hear the sounds of voices, familiar voices, as you come over top of a ridge and you can see a steep slope kind of moving up into what looks like the foothills of the Misty Mountains to the to sort of the northeast over top of which you'll find Mount Gundabad. And you see pinned what looks like at this middle ridge of this climb, two ragged looking dwarves, where a ridge above them, some 20, 30 feet, a row of dark, small archers launch arrows into the air. As coming down the ridge line, you can see a handful of larger, bulky looking orcs start running further and getting closer on where these two dwarves Thorvum and Thebe are suddenly pinned and that's where we're going to end and we'll pick up on that next time we found them okay dang they still out here god and we'll figure out the state that they're in next time and battle yeah, we'll start off. Yeah, we'll start off next time potentially with combat and everything, etc., etc. So good session, good session. Yeah, it was fun. Floyd, um, you didn't tell me your wound was going gangrene. That's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's very. Uh, it's I like very, the flavor. It's very Frodo stab. Flavor of gangrene. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, let's see. We got something going on later, though. Even though we're done yeah, we here, do. a couple of us are going to be playing a game later. Uh, Steven, why don't you tell us about it? Because you're running it. Uh, we are playing Darkest House here in an hour and a half. That will be over on Defenders of Kobold Twitch channel. Uh, our Gilly and Loremaster here will be there, and they will be, uh, well, Jeff will be receiving uh, his dues since he uh, put me through a <laughs> pool of 
awful. Uh, <laughs> he's going to get some uh, just rewards. And Ashley's going to be punished for no reason because that's how the game goes. So there. I'm wearing a very pretty dress. So yeah, uh, you are. I, I, I look like that. yeah. So I am. I am Christopher Walken uh, from the Deer Hunter uh, when he's doing the Russian roulette <laughs> game with a very pretty dress over top. That's what he has turned into, and he is uh, he is not there now. Poor, poor Wayne Culver. He is no longer there. <laughs> I don't know if any of you watch Always Sunny, but I just envision him as Mac after the car crash where he puts on the wedding <laughs> dress. That, and then with the red bandana. <laughs> I'll take that. I will 100% take that uh, for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, tomorrow night, Stephen and I will be over on Steam Still Murder playing some Shadowrun. Yeah. Uh, it's on Bert's channel. Let me drop a link for that. With uh, a new system. New system. Tech Noir. I've been actually looking forward oh. to this. Uh, I, I had years ago rest of us like we were going to play a cyberpunk game and i was looking at a whole bunch of different cyberpunk systems and Techmar was one of the ones i was considering we played one game of uh like shadows of the beanstalk for genesis and then we you know schedules kind of screwed up and so we never got to finish our cyberpunk game someday we should do cyberpunk we've never done any cyberpunk on this channel so we'll do something with it um let's see for us monday we'll be doing ultraviolet grasslands back here uh so you can come check that out uh as we're getting near the end of uh, yeah. of our run of ultraviolet grasslands here uh, we come true mother i doubt it's next i doubt it's monday as our last one we probably have one more but we're getting very close to completing our our, our quest um and then next Friday, hopefully, we're going to be doing Traveler character creation, but we have to touch base with Derek to see if he's uh, if, if his schedule's cleared up yet. Um, and then a week from today, we'll we'll have more of One Ring Second Edition. Uh, before we go, I I do want to I, I never really ask or, or do this, but we are so close to like one thousand subscribers on YouTube right now. We are literally like six away. We are. So if any of you watching this right now, if any like any of you people either watching like live now or or doing the vod later on on Twitch, and you haven't subbed, uh, that'd be cool because uh, one thousand is four digits long, and uh, that's more than three. Uh, and as <laughs> As I'm told, uh, numbers on social media platforms like that uh, really determine your worth as a human being. Uh, and uh, it'd be nice if I could increase my worth and value. So that'd be great. And also work for well, I think this reflects more on Melissa than you, though. What? Does it? Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, and then uh, and then also here on Twitch, we're very close to 500. So we're very close to 500 subs. So uh, I usually don't spam, like like subscribe, all that kind of stuff. But uh, if you could, that'd be awesome. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, He does want his three rings. I do want three rings instead of two. Uh, that's very, very true. Uh, but that's it. That's it for us. Uh, and uh, catch us in an hour and a half over on DOK. And we'll have some fun there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give us a raid on somebody here. Thanks to uh, Lords and Ladies of Fate for the raid. Thanks for everybody yes. that threw out some bits and some subs. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Let's do, trying to see who's up right now. Uh, let's do a little T. No. Speaking of cyberpunk. Yeah, let's do, I was just speaking of cyberpunk. Let's raid a cyberpunk game. Uh, Cybernation Uncensored. Let's go ahead and raid them. Uh, nice. and, uh, that'll be that. So I'm gonna put us on the end screen where the raid warms up, follow it, make us look good. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>